N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 292 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I am your host, Christian, and this week joined by the Don of the trade deadline, Pete Simonetti from the Designated Spitters, the Don of NYY News TV. Pete, what's up, bro? That's that's what they call me. I don't believe it. But yeah, man, <laughs> I am doing great. Not so good today after Garrett Cole got his ass spanked around Yankee Stadium, but you know, we're going to yeah, talk I mean, about it, I'm sure. <clears throat> uh we uh, we just wanted to all the fans of the NYYST podcast. There was no show last week. Uh, I was on vacation, and then you know Chris got tied up. So and then he went on vacation. And then we decided that we were going to push this week's show to Wednesday. We wanted to be clear to trade deadline so we could break it all down. Um, so thank thanks to Pete for joining me. So I don't have, you don't have to listen to me by myself for the next hour. No, we can but. scream together. It's going to be nice. You know, my voice is almost <laughs> gone. I told you earlier, fuck it. Let's just lose the voice and let's go for it. The hell with it. I don't know if mine's going to hold up. I got, I had a bad cold sinus infection, whatever the hell it was two weeks ago. And like, I still got that like lingering cough shit. So oh, I don't know man. when I, when I start getting riled up, if, if my shit's going to hold <laughs> up. But uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I guess namely, I want to get to the trade deadline stuff. But I kind of I think because this is the number one story today is that we have to get to Garrett Cole. And (laughs) I mean, (sighs) this guy's going to kill me. I'm telling you, Garrett Cole, man. And look, everybody knows I'm the Garrett Cole guy, right? Everybody knows that I don't hide it, but I'm you're the apologist. You always say it. I'm I can't I'm not making I'm done with I'm it's not that I'm I don't want to say that I'm done with him right I, because this is part of the reason why I I have such such affinity for Garrett Cole is because of what he represents to this team the Yankees are not winning the World Series with a Garrett Cole that gives up six runs in the first inning no that's way. not that it's, that's impossible for them to overcome that's right so I need even if it's false hope even if it's stupidity I need to hold on to that but I'm done I'm done coming on here trying to look for silver linings and defending him like like the like his couple couple of starts ago when he threw at when he threw at Devers man I got fucking I got so excited for Me that too. Me too. In, instead of like you know just being like no you still fucked up because you're not throwing you're you're throwing a cement mixer to Jeter Downs like literally the only pitch that he could hit out of the ballpark I was I was just happy that he struck out 13 guys or whatever it was and threw through it and I'm done like now it comes to the point here with him where he's got to he's got to show me that he's worthy of all this hope that I fucking put on him <clears throat> definitely Look, definitely you take the mound today right and I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't get home until like the seventh inning. The game was over by then. Right. But you take the mound today, and before anybody can even settle in, it was around probably it was after one o'clock. So maybe a lot of people were taking their lunch, their lunches at a time. Before you even take a fucking bite of your sandwich, right? They're down. This guy's. He's already down for nothing. I mean, you know another thing too, and and I'm not putting blame on anybody else. Can we just have fucking Trevino out there starting? I mean, I, I'm so sick, and I know this is a different topic, but. <sighs> The first inning, I'm watching his game, and I'm calling the game live, and a lot of you guys are in here. 
uh, that was with me today. And one of the things I kept saying was, throw the fastball. What are you doing? It's obvious. It's as clear as day. You don't have the breaking stuff right now. You got to go with your best pitch. And he's throwing shots right down to cock. They're not even breaking nothing. Killing the ball left and right. And I'm putting my I, hair on my head watching this. Well, I've been screaming about him throwing his fastball for, uh, I feel like, a fucking month now. I don't understand for the life of me what what, what a guy with the, the fastball that he has. One of the best in baseball. He, is, he, he shies away from it. He could defeat guys just with that fastball. Yep. But he just and, – and here's what really pisses me off about him, right? I – I had to hear. I had to listen to him. I had to. I, I needed to listen to his cockamamie bullshit to why he sucked today. Oh, I needed I to hear it. it. Oh, I would love to hear. What did he say? Pete, as soon as he mentioned the words "fucking picks, pitch selection," I shut the video off. You are. He's the ace. What do you you call? Them? You, you are you the, call fuck, the exact, You are the ace of the yeah. fucking team. I said the All same right? thing. I the said Yankees the same thing during a lot. The Yankees didn't pay you $324 million to let you get walked around by your dick by fucking Kyle Higashioka, who is a minor leaguer, okay? that's right. No disrespect to Kyle Higashioka, who I'm sure is a nice guy. Probably is such a sweetheart of a guy who will give you the fucking shirt off his fucking back if you ask for it. He does not belong in the major leagues. And I'm not fucking speaking out of turn or being hyperbolic about that. He is a terrible major league baseball player, okay? Yep. It's a fucking fact. And the things that he did good that everybody was so excited about last yep. year, framing and this and that, and all, he sucks at it he this sucks. year. He sucks at it, yep. So if you're Garrett Cole and you have no conviction in the fucking pitch that this jack-off is fucking calling, <laughs> why are you throwing it? No, for him to blame pitch selection, you got fucking balls on you, to be honest. Because, look, you already said it. Garrett, this is this is quite simple. You get paid $36 million to be the man. It's that simple. Rick Flair just had his last match, right? To be the man, you got to beat the man. Don't beat yourself because you are the man in this team. You are the ace. There's nobody that should be sitting there telling you, oh, okay, I'm uncomfortable throwing this pitch here, but I have to do it because of pitch selection. Bull fucking shit. Bullshit. And Christian, I want to get you a little more hype here. These are some stats <laughs> from Scott Wright. Uh, Scott Wright was in our chat. He gave these earlier. Told him I want to save it and I want to talk about it. Over Cole's last seven starts, including today, and I think this was with the six earned runs, his ERA is 5.31. I believe it. Over his last 15, <clears throat> it's 4.01. Any way you slice it, he has not been an ace. No, he has not. I mean, to be fair... And to have credibility, you cannot sit here and tell me that he's acted like – and when we – our last show that I did with Chris before we both went on vacation is we gave our midseason report cards. And I gave Garrett Cole a B plus. I thought he deserved it because I thought he pitched well enough to deserve that grade but not well enough to be put at an A level. So are you, especially giving, are you giving Chris his props here? Is Chris is right? No, Chris is not right. Chris is never right, Okay. <laughs> I think Chris was a little too. I think Chris was a little too down on him, and I maybe I was a little too high, too, a little too high on him. Well, I mean, I gave and him a B I, myself. I gave him a. I think I gave him a B plus. To be fair, and I and I said to when we were arguing about it, I said, 
I gave Garrett Cole the plus on the. It was probably a B. I gave him the plus because it came right after the Devers uh, game when he when he threw at him. So yeah. I felt like that he kind of overcame something there, something that we needed to see out of him. But right. there's still, you know, I still didn't feel great about his season. You know, and there's one thing that I'm not going to be in. It's, I'm not going to be a fucking bootlicker. Like, I'm not going to come on this show and not yep. speak honestly about things, no matter how much I love somebody, yep. no matter how much that, like, I'll tout this guy or defend him. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's all okay because it's not. Correct. I agree. And that's, this guy that's has who we are ma- here. This guy has major fucking issues that he needs to overcome. And the Yankees are not going to – this is not like a situation where Jamison Tyone fucking sucks – He's just fucking terrible. But the Yankees can overcome him being bad. Yeah, the of Yankees course. don't need the Jamison Tyone to pitch like a fucking they don't, they don't even in need, the world. Well, they don't even need him to pitch in the postseason, to be fair. They don't need, that's right. Cole, they that's need. A, they, Garrett Cole is a guy that if he is not if, – if he's a B-plus in the postseason, I don't even know if the Yankees can survive that. Yeah. He needs to be – he needs to pitch like an ace and, and, and just dominate guys, right? And yep. here's a – Oh, he had one bad inning today, and then he retired 13 out of 15 guys. Who the fuck cares? That means, like, I went on a fucking shooting spree last week, but I didn't kill anybody in the last two days, so I'm a good guy now. No, you still fucking fucked right. up. Like, you fucked up, bro. Yeah. Like, you you don't yeah. – I don't understand I don't understand it for the life of me. The people are like, well, he had one bad inning. He gave up six fucking What does that runs. mean? Like, that doesn't what, – what, that, what does that do to the box score? Does that say he pitched a good <laughs> game? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. And I think – um. I think, was it Boone or somebody said it? Maybe Michael, I think Michael K said it. Uh, somebody was telling me after the game that um, he said, well, he kept them. He gave the Yankees offense a chance to come back. That is oh, bullshit. That's still fucking bullshit, man. Come on. He's no, your it's... ace. He's giving up six runs. I don't want to hear it. Six runs it's... in the first. Honestly, I don't give a fuck if you pitch the rest of the game. Eight shutout innings. You're still, you're still a dirtbag in my book. You didn't fucking could, do shit for us. He could have given up those six runs and then went and got the next 27 outs on, no what hits. is that? Nothing. On, on fucking 54 pitches, I believe it is. All strikes, strikes out the next 27 guys. Has a, has, has a historic performance in that sense. But the fact you gave up six runs, you ruined the whole fucking game. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Get an, There's no I, looking around it. Did, did he get an out before he gave up the fourth run? Or no. Did he, or, it was back-to-back, no. back, right? No, he started the game with a single, a walk, a three-run home run, another home run. That made it 4 nothing, And then Kalenic, who I think was the number eight hitter, I believe. There was two outs, I think, then. And he gave up another a two-run home run to him. By the way, 120-something, he throws him the worst changeup you'll ever see in your life. Doesn't decide to throw him heat. Which I'm sitting there screaming, fastball, fastball, fastball. The worst changeup ever to got belted out the right. And he's looking around like, how did this happen? Asshole, look what you just threw. Are you out your mind? Like, but you're you're right, and, and I'm happy you brought that point up. At the end of the day, Tyone can hide. <coughs> we can go out there and trade him Montgomery and be like, if the postseason started, you're probably not going to pitch him. Right or wrong, however you want to see it, we're going to talk about that, I'm sure. But... For Garrett Cole, you can't hide Garrett Cole. I had somebody in the chat today say, put him in a bullpen. Are you, are you nuts? You can't hide Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has to can, start. Can, wait, 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 wait. Whoever, I don't have the chat in front of me, so I don't know who said it. No, it wasn't it. here. It was, it was during game season. Okay, okay, because 
I need to be. I need to have that explained to me how you think you're going to go through the fucking postseason with Garrett Cole in the bullpen. Yeah, there's no point. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's an absolute ridiculous <laughs> statement. But look, at the end of the day, here, I don't. I, I there, there's something that is not computing with him. I don't think it's a lack of talent. He, I think he has it. No, of course he has a talent. There's no denying that. I think this guy on any given day can go out there and show you why he got this fucking contract from the Yankees. Of course. I don't know. And I don't think this is on, and we'll talk about Joey Gallo later, of course, but I don't think this is on a Joey Gallo level. I don't think this is on a fucking Sonny Gray level. No, but I no think way. I, I think it's, I, on on some level here, he, he is not, his mental makeup is not what it needs to be. Like, I sat here, I don't know if I was with you or with Chris, like, Get me in a fucking room with this guy for 10 minutes. Let me fucking talk to this guy. Like, I'm not no sports psychologist. I might be the guy's biggest fucking fan. And I'll fucking tell him, like, bro, you're Garrett Cole, bro. Like, listen, like, trust what got you here. Cole Gossioka didn't get you fucking $324 million. For him to say that is fucking, is batshit crazy. I'm sorry. Because I know if I'm a reporter, I'm looking at him and be like, so hold on, Higgy's calling the game? You're not leading that charge? That's my look, concern. Know, I'm like, what, what, what's going and on look, here? And I know there, and I know throughout the history of baseball, there's been plenty of guys, top level guys, that don't want to think for themselves on the mound. Right. They just, they just want the the pitch called and go with it. But if you're going to go out there an hour, you know, twenty minutes, whatever it was, after the game is over and question pitch selection, you know, st- stand up on the fucking mound and be like, I'm not fucking throwing this. Yeah, you might, you might want to, you might want to speak up, or you might want to, you know, call your catcher out there and go, hey, look. I don't have this and this right now. We got to figure something else out. But and it's not he an hasn't ex- done that. <laughs> it's not an excuse by any stretch of the imagination. Because he gets no. From me, he gets none anymore. Yeah. After today, he gets no more excuses. Go out there and fucking prove it to me now. Okay? Yep. But I, I for the life of me, I can't stand that the Yankees went back to pairing him with Higashioka. I can't fucking, I can't deal with it. Like, like, what are they seeing that they think this is a good idea? And I understand Trevino played back-to-back days. Higashioka should have started last night. This way you oh, know yeah. you're not going to you're not oh, going to yeah. start Trevino day game after a night game. Right. So he's got to get two games in his series. Pair him with fucking Cole on the day game. Yep. We saw that, and I don't know how much it changed afterwards, but we saw the ERA is almost it, – it it's more than double. It's almost triple com- Trevino compared to, Gar- uh, to Higashioka. Yeah. You know the Yankees yep. are so analytically driven; they 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 live and die by these numbers. You don't fucking see this. And again, Garrett Cole should be able to pitch to anybody. I could go back there and fucking call a game for Garrett Cole, and should be able to throw a fucking winning ball game. So he doesn't. It's not an excuse, but at the same point, why are you not doing everything in your power to make sure this is the game you win? Yeah. That and, and, lineup when I that line, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I just want good. to finish this point. When I, that lineup when I saw it this afternoon, I'm like, are you fucking joking? Oh, that was a joke. I said the same thing. I mean, it's disgraceful for the idea for your ace being out there. It's another team's ace, and you you keep Judge out the lineup. You got a, a horrible horrible lineup overall. That's the route that you take, and he does this a lot with Cole too. I don't know if you noticed this. I've noticed this. There's always somebody resting when Cole's pitching. Why is that not the game when you when you see Cole coming up in a series, right? Why is that not the game when you circle and go, I got to win this game. My best lineup goes on the field that day. Well, I don't might, care if it w- You might also be facing the Mariners in the postseason. 
So fuck them. I, I, I want my best guys against Castillo. I yeah, want to damage this guy's was, head a little bit. I don't care if it was David Wells when he was the Yankee ace. I don't care if it was David Cohn when he was the Yankee ace. I don't care if it was fucking CeCe or Hideki. Uh, nah, Hideki. My, I was going to say Hideki Matsui. <laughs> uh, Masahiro Tanaka. I don't care who it was at that time was the, was the considered the Yankee ace. When that guy takes the fucking ball, your best lineup needs to be on the field that day. No that's got to be, that's no gotta be the game it. that you do everything to win. Correct. No doubt. And Aaron Judge gets a day off and when he's been DH and half the fucking time. If there's something wrong with him, fucking tell us then. Yeah. And guys, by the way, we got 120 in here. So blow that like button. Let's hit well over 100. We got 37 likes right now. Smash the shit out. Hit that like button the way the Mariners hit Cole in the first inning. That, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to it's do. Like, and I get it. Like, it's, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Like, your best pitcher is pitching. Like, you should feel like it. it that you don't need, you, you can go with your B lineup. because. Yeah. But at the same time, like, why are you not doing everything in your power to win this fucking game? Especially after last night. They, they You know, Tyone sucks. They, 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 they get close. They tie it. And then, you know, they ultimately lose. They have the bases loaded in the ninth inning. They don't get it done. You know, go for the, you, you go for the series win. Like, I'm not, I'm not nervous about them blowing this division. Like, I'm not. I think 10 games. I mean, Neither. at this point... <clears throat> I mean, we got what five weeks left in the uh, not five weeks. We got like six, uh, seven weeks left in the season. Like, yeah. you should not be, blow a ten game lead in 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 that amount of time. Mm, the you American League's not happen, that good. But, the American League's not that good. I'm but not, at the I'm same time, concerned. like you shouldn't let Toronto feel like they might have a shot at this. When this starts yeah. getting down to single digits, and and you know, thank you know, you they say thanks to the Rays for beating them today. But you know, you never you should not be giving teams hope. I You've agree. been a 500 team. You should not have been a 500 team for the past five weeks. You have a chance to beat another playoff contender in your building. Yep. And you put out at that fucking shit lineup today. It, and I'm not saying that's the reason why the Yankees lost today. But at the same point, like, it's just already it, – it's just like one do, one domino has fallen as to why this game is just going to be a fucking disaster today. Yep. And Luis Castillo shut them down when they had Judge and Stan in the lineup. I mean, like – yeah, and, and you know, I, I saw somebody earlier, like, well, Luis Castillo got hit, too. <clears throat> Luis Castillo gave up a, a hanging. He was done. You could tell he was done in that game. I was even saying, I was like, all right, he's going to be out. He's not coming out. He brought him back and he threw a hanger, and and what's his name? Hit a two, uh, Higgy hit a two-run home run. I mean, he was done. Other than that, the guy just cruised through the Yankees lineup. It wasn't It was a joke. He cruised through him. It, was, it wasn't tough. It wasn't difficult. You can could, could tell, I mean, he was he was eating the Yankees up. Uh, that whole lineup. It wasn't like they got multiple hits off him. He was walking guys left and right. It was it was cruise control for him. And he was tired at the end and he hung a pitch. And credit to Higgy, he hit it. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can't have your ace on the mound and you go out there 6 nothing. I don't care what happens. People want to say, well, the offense got to do something. Look, at the end of the day, that game should have been a pitcher's duel, which is what I was expecting. And it should have been a tight game and it should have been a playoff-style game. And what do we got? We got an absolute blowout. We got a blowout. We got Cole shitting the bed yet again. And that's my concern. Look, I'm not going to sit here and jump up and down because I also said the Yankees wouldn't win the division. But in the postseason, I mean in the offseason, I said I just have a Look, there's something about Cole that worries me. I can't pinpoint it. I don't think it's spider attack. I'm just concerned about the mental aspect of this guy pitching in New York and defeating the teams that the Yankees need him to defeat. And I said, my prediction is that he will not be an ace this year. And so far, he hasn't been. He just hasn't been. I got serious concerns about Cole, and I still do. 
And I love the guy. I was I was begging Garrett Cole to be a Yankee for years. I wanted Cole in the Yankees. But I, I really do have concerns about the mental makeup of this guy pitching in big postseason games. He doesn't have that 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 Roger Clemens, that Pedro Martinez in him, where they just get dialed in and that's it. He doesn't have that. He's a he's a mental midget. He starts pouting on the mound and he doesn't get a call and forget it. He's a completely different guy. Can't do that in New York, especially in the postseason. It's not going to work. No, he, I mean, but he, at the same time, I need. I mean, he's going into this postseason. He's going to have one. I mean, really, he's going to have one of his worst seasons of his career. Yeah, you know. Well, definitely, definitely, since he's become, you know, uh, <clears throat> with Houston, uh, no doubt about it, it's one of his worst. I mean, his ERA right now is what three over three fifty, I believe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's uh, around there somewhere. And I, I remember you said it. You said it during the offseason, I think it was. We were like, Garrett Cole has to have under a three ERA for the Yankees to win. For the Yankees to go all the way, he's gonna have to have. He's gonna have to be an ace. It's the only chance they got. Yeah, I mean, they, they can't – we keep saying it, and it's true, because they can't survive him being bad in the postseason. You know, I, I – I, you know, I think all things being equal, the Yankees can get into the ALCS pretty easily. Right. You know, he matches – you know, if you're able to set your rotation, he matches up with Justin Verlander in game one and he gives up fucking four runs in the first inning. You think the Yankees are winning that game? No. You think the Yankees have a sh- – what does that do to the odds of this series if Garrett Cole fucking shits the bed in game one of the ALCS? Bro, I have to, you know, they might get, in, in a situation like that, I don't mean to be dramatic, the Yankees could probably get fucking swept in a situation could, like that. Much, of course, of course. You look, your ace sets the tone. I mean, come on, this is, this is not some new baseball concept. Your ace sets the tone. He's supposed to be the guy that all the other pitchers play off of. I mean, your if he gets outdueled by Verlander. That's a different story. Up, he, he gives up one run over seven, and Verlander goes shut, shuts right. him out over over seven. That's a different story. That's a different story. You can right. you can lose a game like that, and people will still rip him for giving up the run. But you know, at the same time, like to me, you go one over seven, uh, 10, 10 plus Ks in a postseason game. That's doing your job. No, you did your is. job one hundred percent. Then then you do have to look at the offense and go. Well, look, you guys got to figure out a way to get a run across. But you can't. You couldn't blame Cole on something like that. And look, that's the best case scenario. Is that Cole gets hot near deadline and he just uh, not near deadline excuse me near the end of the season and he just cruises because look we're all Yankee fans here we just we just aren't overly biased and just the bullshit to bullshit because we want the Yankees to win of course we want the Yankees to win but it's just a harsh reality of it especially with the Yankees not getting a Rodon or even a Lopez which I wanted Rodon so much more just because I feel like that one-two punch with Cole having that type of guy's bulldog personality is I, you know, people talk about that a lot. And Christian, I know you've spoke about it before. Uh, maybe, you know, Cole needs somebody else with him. It just feels that way at this point. It just feels that way. He needs somebody else to play off of. He can't be that one guy. And it's concerning because, you know, we've seen it with Justin Verlander where it seems like there was a good pair there and they were able to, you know, kind of, Maybe the mental aspect of it, Cole gets helped he with was, that. Yeah, but he wasn't Batman in Houston. Right, exactly. Oh, correct. That's right. He wasn't the guy. It was always Verlander. You know, and then, so, I mean, I, you know, you hate to you hate to say it, but, you know, it, it, no matter how bad Garrett Cole flame, and hopefully it doesn't happen, but no matter how bad this might get, it was always the right move to sign this guy. No question. You can't. You had to. 
These, these, you know what? I'm sorry to say, you're a fucking jerk off if you're tweeting. I never wanted Garrett Cole in the no, first place. You're come a fucking on. nobody. I would nobody never, was saying that. You're not. You're saying that in 2022 after Correct. he had a bad wild card game and he's been he's been pretty terrible for what he's supposed to be this year. Right. Right. If the Yankee. This is the one guy in the last 10 years the Yankees dropped their pants for. Okay. Yeah. It, you, you had to do it. Okay. It doesn't. It's almost like the. He, yeah, he was brought here to be the ace, win World Series, but it almost doesn't matter to a degree what the results are. You had to go and get this guy. No question. And for, and for three years, it's, you know, when they signed him, uh, you know, around Christmas time, 2019, three, yeah. you know, going on three years later to, to say, oh, I never want, you're a liar. Like, it's it's like when DJ LeMay, you had a terrible season last year, and people were like, oh, I said I, I wouldn't fucking, you're bullshit. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Come on, man. It's bullshit. You're like, you would have had a fucking aneurysm if DJ LeMay signed with fucking Toronto. I don't, I don't, we, I don't, I mean, we could talk about whatever, it doesn't matter, but I'm just sitting here thinking about DJ LeMay who sees, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all his numbers, and this is about a week ago, maybe longer than that, when, when he, before he even started getting really hot, and I'm sitting there saying, you guys know the amount of money that DJ got. He's earning that already this year. Like, if you really look at the contract and the production he's doing through 820 OPS, uh, having a way better season than last year, great defense anywhere you put the guy. Yeah, th- there's nobody that should be saying, you know, oh, this is a bad move. And and anybody, I'll just say it right now, anybody who's saying that they should have never signed Garrett Cole right now this year, go look yourself in the mirror and call yourself a fucking bitch. To, because that's what you are. No, really. You are. You are. Because let, let's be fucking honest here. There was not one Yankee fan before Cole signed saying, nah, $36 million is too much. You can spend that else. We don't need him. There's nobody that said that. As Christian said, that's the first time Steinbrenner sat back, the new uh, young Steinbrenner, I call him, little Stein, sat back and said, no, pony up. Let's get this guy. We need him. And everybody thought it's the right move. So look, if Cole fucks up and he's not good and he doesn't ever get the job done, I am not going to sit here and go, ah, you know what? Fuck Cashman, fuck Stormer, that's their problem. No, it was the right move to make. It's that simple. Don't give me that bullshit that they, oh, maybe they get rid of him or, oh, he's not good. They should have never signed him. Nah, bullshit. What they should have done, which I think we can make an argument for, is build around him on the rotation even more. Oh, there you go. That's what they should have done, but they haven't completely done that. They started it, and I think they had the mindset to finish it, but it didn't go the way they wanted. <clears throat> but, you know, that they should have done. But saying anything bad about Garrett Cole, you know, you could talk about when it comes to the contract and signing him, fuck off. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have anything else to add to that. <laughs> Because it's it's fa- it's factual, man. Like it, it could, everybody that's on social media is like, "Oh, the Yankees are cheap to never." Imagine if they didn't go and f- they let Garrett Cole walk over a couple million dollars. You know how how would no you way. feel about that? Yeah, no. Come on now. So there's I mean, a part of there's, there's a no. Well, there's a part of being a fan. And there's a part of uh, there's a part of being a fan. And there's also a part of being phony. And that's why I love the team that we got here because we say real talk for the real fan. We're going to tell you the truth, but I'll sit here and, and shit on Garrett Cole all day. But if somebody comes to me and goes, ah, they shouldn't sign him, I'll be like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, they should have. It's that simple. We could sit here all day and talk about how bad Cole has been and he shit the bed in big moments. If I went back right now, I'm still signing Cole, no, no doubt about it. The only thing that upsets me again is, like I said before, 
is building around Garrett Cole. They could have done a better job at that and add a 1A, a 1B, and, and really push forward hard and, and go for this thing. But you can't also depend just on one pitcher. That's another thing, too. You can't just say, you know, you're always going to dominate because that's not going to happen. But Garrett Cole has to be way better than he's been. Right. And we came into this season saying this. It was Garrett Cole and four question marks. Well, now Garrett Cole is a question mark. So you have nothing really behind him. And that's not and that's not even being disrespectful to Nestor Cortez, who's been, been he awesome. had that little bit. He's had that little bit of a dip, but I think he's come out of it and he's righted himself again. He's readjusted and he's been pretty good his last few starts. But we still don't know how far the Yankees are going to push him when he's going to hit a fucking brick wall. He's never pitched 100 innings at the major league level. You know, and I want to get into this before we get into the trade deadline. Luis Severino can fucking shut the fuck up, okay? (laughs) I don't know how you feel about it, but he can shut his fucking mouth, all right? I'm I'm right there with you. I I, I really don't. Yeah, I, Look, I, I don't. I'm right there with you on that. He acted like a fucking little baby the other night. He didn't even want to look at the calendar when they were trying to explain to him when he could come back. Listen, bro, you had you have not pitched in four fucking years. Okay, that's just a fucking fact. Like, go look at it. The guy hasn't pitched in the major league since 2018. Hey, he had a cup of coffee last year. Whoop you fucking do. Okay. Yeah, six innings. You know, you want to talk about 1A, you know, Batman to Robin. This is supposed to be the fucking guy. I can't stay on the goddamn field. Yeah, uh, no, that's true. And that was my concern. That was one of the red flags I had was, I mean, is anybody expecting 20-plus starts from Garrett Cole? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't give you 10. You mean Seve? Uh, Seve, yeah, Severino. I mean, that's my thing. Like, who the the hell really knows what he was going to give you? And, you know, complaining about being injured because you want to be back on the field, that's cute. That's cute and all, but bro, you're injured. You always are. The team's gonna gonna take a precaution with you. I had no problem when I saw it. I'm like, all right, September. Okay, that makes more sense. Give him as much time as you need. The team's comfortable where they are. I don't blame you. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But yeah, he sounds like a little fucking uh, whining crybaby. We, I, th- I don't know when we talked about it. How- Maybe when we were doing over unders, I'm not really sure. Or it came up innings pitched or starts or something. Yeah. And I said about Luis Severino, like, I'll sign for fucking 10 starts right now. If that's all he gives me, I will, I'll take it because I haven't gotten, I haven't even gotten that, I haven't even gotten that many innings, 10 innings in the last four years. So if this guy gives me 10 starts, it's a fucking win. Yep. So he's got no leg to stand on now. He's fucking crying. And people are, uh, you know, the the beat writers are like, he's mad. He's mad. Fuck him, he's mad. I'm <laughs> mad. This guy hasn't fucking pitched in four years. And right. He's supposedly healthy and he's hurt again. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100, you're 100% you're right. You're on the fucking IL, right? You're on the goddamn IL again. Whose fault is it that the Yankees decided that they were going to use your 40-man spot for all the guys they fucking traded? Yeah. Your fault. Yep. Yep. You're, no, you're, you're right. And, and my thing with Sevy too, is... You know, do you even trust Severino starting a game when he comes back? Because, or is he more valuable to just throw in the bullpen to say, no. "Hey, a big situation here, bases loaded. We know you can rear back and get these guys out." Do I really trust you even going multiple innings anymore? I don't know if they could. I don't know if they can do that. One of the times you you joined me on this show, we talked about this. You said you said that Sevy had to be in the postseason rotation, and I agreed with you because yeah. I thought. 
his stuff is that electric when he's on. Now you get six or seven innings on him in the fucking postseason. I mean, it's ridiculous. But the more and more I sat there and I thought about it, and now we hit this point where he's hurt again. Yeah, now you, you know, question. Now you're like, you know what? What do you what do you what do you do with him? What's more, I mean, can, can you trust him to give you three or four, even three or four innings in a start? Is he more and valuable? And that's the thing, you know, you got to think strategy now. Would you even want that at this point? Or is it more valuable to use him in a, a you know, in, in maybe a middle inning situation where he comes in in the fifth to to come out when you need a strikeout? Exactly. And maybe you can do that two or three times in a series. That's what I thing- like for him, to be to be honest. I know it's probably more valuable to have him as a starter, but I, don't, I, I think what we just said, are you going to get five out of him? Are you going to get six? I don't think so. I don't think so. And and now here's the point. Now it's almost like, okay, I want him a starter. I want him bullpen. Now now it's almost like, do I need him to be a, a starter again? Because mm. we can we can start talking about the trade deadline stuff here now. And we'll we'll break down all the trades the Yankees made. But I think we need to start with the last thing that they did, and and how much it kind of like put a, a almost a black cloud over the yeah. moves that the Yankees had made. Yeah. And and you know what. I'm going to toot your fucking horn, bro. You don't have to do it. You told us this shit at fucking 1 o'clock in the afternoon that the Yankees were trading fucking Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader, okay? So anybody that thinks they had it first, this fucking guy had it first, okay? And then, yeah, he did. And Pete also knew that fucking Peraza wasn't going for uh, Montas. So, you know, you were on your game, bro. That's why this is the channel that you need to be on at all times, you know? This is where you're going to get it. You're going to get the factual information, and you're going to get real takes here. So, yeah, that's what that's what it's all about, man. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, I'll let you, I'll let you go into where you want to start for uh, the deadline. So Monty goes right. I think we're all in agreement here that he went because Brian Cashman had his finger on something else. Yes, and that, and again, just to rephrase, so everybody knows. Um, in the morning when I put that tweet out and I told you guys about it, I was even shocked by it because. Uh, the same person I get information I haven't heard from basically almost all year, and I got I got it with the Montas deal. But the morning I, I forgot what it was. I was doing something that morning. I think I was I was working out to get ready for the thing. I worked out. I was getting ready to go take a shower, and I saw it on my phone. I I, I literally I said, "Get the fuck out of here!" There's no fucking way. I said, "This is really ballsy." But the thing was, they were gonna get Rodone. Or Lopez. And I'm sitting there saying, well, my understanding was they were more aggressive on Rodon during that time. That's what they were gunning for. For them not to do it, there's no doubt about it. And I got a little more um, in that today of what happened. They had a deal in place, they believe, for Lopez. Basically what happened was, per my understanding, the Giants were being dicks about this. They wanted complete full value, as I think uh, John Heyman was reporting, which is correct. They wanted Glaber and Everson Pieta. Yankee said, either take that or we go. That we'll give it both. We'll give both of those. They wanted more. And the Yankees said, Well, we'll, we'll just take it off the table. We're not doing it. They offered I think the that's same. A, I would have done it. I mean I, I personally I think that's a lot for basically a It rental. is a lot. I mean, he's two months. And look. Because he's got an opt out. He's gonna take it. He's gonna take it. He's having one of the best years of his career. He's one of the most dominating pitchers in baseball. There's no denying it. He is literally one of the most dominating pitchers <clears> in baseball. <throat> He has the personality that this team craves and they need. When, but when you offer something like that for a guy for two months, I don't 
blame Brian Cashman. Look, I'm going to rip Brian Cashman in a few minutes when we talk about the starting pitching moves that he did make, but I can't get on him. If they were a Pereira, however you say his name, yes. uh, Everson for yeah. right, yeah. and Glaber Torres for a fucking rental. They wanted more. They wanted a, an additional top prospect. And, and and not for nothing, like this is why I wasn't a big fan of Rodon in the offseason is because he's another injured guy. How many too. innings were we going to get Me out too. of him? Okay. Yep. So I knew the stuff. I knew how good he could be, but you you were just adding it on to Tyone and fucking Severino yep. and, and and Nestor Cortez, guys that you don't know what uh, innings you're going to get out of them. So you know if you're going to you're going that route, you know if if he had that that second year guaranteed, I could see maybe Brian Cashman saying, okay, I'll play this game with you. But the guy's going to walk. You're going to give him Glaber Torres, who I think the Yankees should trade. And I'll talk about – we'll talk about that no too in a question. few minutes. No question about but it. But you're going to give him up and Pereira for a guy that's going to walk out the door in two months. Yeah. I don't blame Brian. That's not fucking Justin Verlander. That's not Max Scherzer, bro. Right. Like, there, there are certain guys that you could you could justify doing that for. I know how great Rodon could be. You back him up, especially after they got Montas, Montas, Cole, and Rodon. Uh, you know, you could fuck with that one, two, three in October, you know? And, and you know, Nestor as a four or whoever. Yeah. But and if he if they wanted more than that, I don't blame Brian did. Cashman for walking for walking away from that. And then basically that was discussed earlier in the morning, per my understanding. That's when he then flipped to Lopez and he offered the same thing. And the understanding thing was the understanding that that from what I'm told and what I heard, and I think some other people probably put this out there now, was that the foundation for a deal for Lopez was in place. When the de- the deal for Monty was done in the morning. They just didn't, you know, pull it off. That deal was done. They, they had that deal in place. It was ready to go. When it came to Lopez, they thought it was going to take maybe one or two low guys, not a, a top-end guy, a top prospect. When they went back to it, it was shelved because they wanted an additional top prospect to go along with the two. And the Yankees wouldn't do it, and they walked away from it, and they felt comfortable still what the rotation was. But as Michael Kay said today, I think it was Michael Kay or maybe somebody else, they mentioned that, no, maybe, I think it was somebody else I was listening to, not Michael K. that execs were very confused by the deal. Other people in the organization were very surprised that the Yankees went that route. So, Trading you know, Monty? Tra- trading Monty and not actually securing a pitcher in advance. See, that's what I wanted to ask you. Are you if you're Cashman... You would and think you would get the guy first and then move Monty. Right. So, I mean... See that? See, because the Monty deal came in the five. They announced it in the five o'clock hour. Yes, twenty so minutes we were before to, the deadline. So we were close. And if you're saying I'll take you, you know, I believe you. You had everything else. So you said this was done in the morning. I was almost saying to myself, if you're at that point now where you know Lopez, the, the Miami and San Francisco aren't playing ball with you, why are you? You know, you're not pulling the deal back for Montgomery. Why? Why yeah. did you still make the deal? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's odd, and we don't know really what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know if you know the Marlins had a late change of mind. Um, we we you know we we don't really know. Maybe they felt something was in place, and you know I know what everybody's saying. Maybe you you should make the deal beforehand. I agree, but again, unfortunately, we you know we don't get to see that stuff and and what really happened there. What the reason was that they felt you could just move on from Monty right now. And I'm a fan of Harrison Bader. I like him. Um. But he's, it's I mean, odd. it is odd. He, he will be okay. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, he will be okay. But, you know, you traded a guy that's going to take the ball for you every five days for Correct. a guy that you're not going to see for another month. I agree. 
I agree. It, it, it's tough <laughs> because the expectation all morning was, and that's what I told you guys, is that they're, they're going to get, you know, they're gunning for Rodone. And, you know, you guys were the same response as me, which is get the fuck out of there's no way. I know Francis texts me. He's like, Pete, are you fucking serious? I said, I say, hey, I'm just letting you know, you know, what, what, what I'm being told. And I was hype as shit, man. And I'll be honest, at about 530, it was announced at like 540. I'm sitting back going, I haven't heard nothing from nobody anymore. This shit's not going to happen. I'm like, fuck, like they're not going to do anything else. And I really thought they'd add another starter. And then I think Ken Rosenthal announced and I said, yes, yes. And I told everybody in the chat, I said, Lopez is coming. Lopez is going to, there's no way. And then I'm like, all right, guys, just wait. It could be a little after six. And then all oh, the Yankees are done. No deal for Lopez. And I'm sitting there saying, whoa, that's fucking weird. That's odd. And then remember too, what people don't want to talk about much. They gave up a fucking lot for Montas. People don't, people don't want to kind of want to brush that off. It's like, well, it wasn't Peraza. J.P. Sears helped this team a lot. While the Chuck right. is their top pitching prospect. They traded all their pitching depth. Luis Medina is an animal. Even if he lasted in the bullpen. he was, He's an animal. I saw this guy live. His fastball, 101. You guys don't touch it. Double A. When he's on, double A is not good enough. I mean, it's just not good enough for him. He's, he's that, that talented. And the worst case scenario, he's a dominating late inning guy. Uh, Bowman, who cares? The Yankees got offensive guys. You don't got to worry about that, but especially infielders. But they gave up quite a bit for Montas too. So I don't think it was that Brian Cashman wasn't trying to make a deal. I think at the end of the day, maybe he overplayed his hand a little bit with the move he was trying to make without securing something in place 100%. Uh, I think that, I just, that could be more of the issue. I think Lopez is the guy where if they want you to pony up, okay, Pony up to where? You want Pereira, Glaber, okay, what else? Well, that's, my, that's what, what I'm conf- concern, confused about, too, because at that point, it's not Peraza. It's obviously not Volpe. So who was it? Was it another top 10 that you wouldn't give up? Because I because, would. I would 100% because, give up another top 10. This guy, this guy is a young guy. You're going to have him under team control for uh, like two, two and, and, and a half, half, two years. half years. Yeah. He's yeah. a free agent after 24. Yep. So this is the guy that you do pony up for, you know, all right, you're telling me Peraza, Volpe, Dominguez are off the table. Okay, so w- what was it that that you shied away from? You know, if it's Glaber and Pereira, I'm okay with that. And here's, you know, and I tweeted this when <clears throat> Jack Curry said something during their trade yeah. deadline special that the Yankees were taking calls on Glaber Torres, and I tweeted the Yankees should trade Glaber no Torres. Question. And people were, and, the, and people were like, "Why would you do that? You're stupid. You're, oh. you know, <laughs> no." Because here's the thing, right? And this is no, and I like Labor Torres. I'm a, I'm not a fan of him. Okay, I'll be honest. I like. Labor. I don't dislike him. I don't dislike I'm a, him either. I'm a I'm a fan of his. I you know, it, but the guy was the drizzling shits the last two years. Like a, he was fucking abysmal. One of the worst everyday players in baseball. And I don't think that's being hyperbolic either. In 2020 and 2021, okay. The guy's now rebuilt some value mm. where he's a competent player. You got people getting butt hurt that he wasn't an all-star this year. That's how much better he's been this season. Right. But every I watch this team just as much as anybody does. I watch as much base as much Yankee baseball as I can physically fucking consume. And I still am and not in love with the player that he is. Me because either. there, you know, there are still times. Where his head is so far up his fucking ass, he could yep. see he could give him he could give himself a fucking colonoscopy. That's how far <laughs> his fucking head is up his ass. Right. He will never be that guy. And for me, 
while his value, you, you might never get Glaber's value as high as it is right now. No, you won't. You won't at all. Actually, you won't. So if you can land a starting pitcher for this guy, you do it. And my my thing is, and this is just what I want to say about Glaber Torres, and I think we got our answer regarding the Yankees, and this isn't guaranteed, but I think you can kind of put two and two together. I think the Yankees see Anthony Volpe and Oswald Peraza in their infield. That's what I'm thinking now, because if they didn't move one of those guys, look, it's it's very easy for the Yankees, right, to sit back and go, we want to keep Volpe. But everybody with a fucking brain, we've all said it. Well, then trade the other fucking guy. I mean, get get somebody that helps. They've been refusing to do that for a reason. Glaber Torres is not going to be re-signed with the Yankees. Either he, I'll make this prediction right now, and you guys can mark it on your calendar. Glaber Torres is not a Yankee next year. Glaber Torres is going to be traded. There's no no doubt in my mind. I wouldn't doubt that trade is revisited in the offseason. Yankees are going to need starting pitchers. Tyone's not coming back. Monty's gone. Right now, the rotation next year will be Cole, Montas, and Nestor. They need starting pitchers. Finally, let, let's let's all hope that Clark Smith finally just gets a go and they say, go, start, have fun. I mean, it's about fucking time, to be honest. But I think they look at the Lopez deal again in the offseason mm-hmm. and, and they end up getting him. But Glaber Torres, one way or the other, whether it's, whether it's not that he's traded this offseason, if, if that's wrong... He's not going to be a Yankee much longer. And he you're he's right. not get no. He's not and, getting a second contract. From no, this team. no way in hell. No way in hell. And I do believe there's something to it that the Yankees held on to Peraza. They held on to Volpe. My my only thing with that is then, can we get the using these guys then? Volpe, get him the triple A and get Peraza up here. I mean, it's about time. Donaldson looks terrible. We know that already. DJ LeMay, you could easily play third base. IKF can move around everywhere. It makes your team better. Get him and Clark Smith up. You got your starting pitcher that... Look, we one thing we, we say as Yankee fans, and we say this a lot, if you want to build prospects and hold on to these guys, cool. But can we fucking see them? Can you let them play baseball? Can you give them the shot to go out there and play? And for me, I just feel like it's that time for a guy like Clark Smith. Let him take over. Let's see if he could be a starter next year. Give him the rest of the year. Let him start. But um, for Glaber in, in that sense, when even when Curry said it, and, and yeah, I mean, move him. If you can move him, move him. Let's just say the Yankees didn't have Glaber Torres today. What's the worst thing that happens? Okay, DJ LeMay used the everyday second baseman. No problem. He's better. LeMay used better. I don't think anybody will argue that. He's better. And guys, by the way, we got over 200 people in here. We're 30 likes away from 100. You guys got to get us there. But you know you know what I mean, Christian? I mean, at the end of the day, man, I had I would be... If, if the Yankees traded Glaber, I'm not sitting here pouting. I'm saying it's a win-now move. It's a win-now move. And that's, to me, what it would have been. They didn't do it. But eventually, they're going to. No, I'm not... Look, uh, people were like, well, if you traded him, you have to trade him for elite players. No, you don't have to no, trade him for elite players. He's not players. elite himself. You don't. I mean, you, you're not trading him for a bag of fucking uh, a, a bag of Doritos, right. right? But if he has to be a major piece in a deal for a guy like Pablo Lopez, yeah, you fucking go. Yeah, no. I'll question. pack your bags. I'll pack your bags for you. Go to the airport. I'll have them FedExed over. I'll, I'll pay to. for out of my own fucking pocket. Me too. Me too. You could go if you got Pablo Lopez on his team. And look, I know people. Some people have their concern. I noticed that, like when when the rumor was out there about Lopez, some people had a concern about him, but. Look, guys, a playoff series with Cole Montas Lopez looks a lot cuter and a lot nicer 
than Cole Montas Nestor. And that's no disrespect to Nestor Cortez. But Lopez could dominate, guys. Lopez could truly dominate. And Lopez is a move that's not only for this year, it's for the next Multiple two years. And I correct. know that you don't and I and I and I hate looking ahead, but we just you just referenced it. There's no starting pitching on this team next no, year. None. Where's it where's it coming from? And there's no real free agents. I mean, if you look at the list of next year, it's a joke. What you mean to tell me? Oh, Luis Severino's still on the team next year. What the, what is he going to get? I mean, what is, is he fifteen? But that's that's the question. Is oh, he going to yeah, be? No, that's another thing. The Yankees could obviously move him, but it, let's say that they don't. We're over under fifteen fucking starts for him next year. That's still half a season. Yeah, that he he might disappear if you even get that from him. And they gave up. And another thing too, I know you know Hirsch is in here. He talks about Wild Chuck a lot. I did an interview with Eli Fishman. Eli's like, look, this is like he's very similar to a Cole Hamels, but with better, you know, more, more, more stuff. And we'll see how he is, but you know, Oakland will get a shot at some point. But you gave up your top pitching prospect in that deal, and you didn't. And you know, looking in the future, you don't have many pitchers in the sense of who's going to be here at the major league level. He was close. He was right there. So you know, it was a risky deadline in the sense of the future for the Yankees. I think they were really trying to go out there and win now with it. Scott, thank you for the super chat, man. We appreciate it. Um, but overall, uh, overall, not getting another pitcher definitely put a little bit of a dent in it for me. I still think it's a very, very good deadline. I still think the Yankees got better. I told everybody today, I need a couple. I need about a week after it because I got to see if they're going to call guys up. If Clark Schmidt isn't here and they keep going to Domingo Herman, I don't know what this team is looking to win. I don't get it. If they don't get up Peraza, which they probably aren't going to do, I, I don't. I don't that's get just, why. I mean, as much as we, we could, field. I mean, we could hope for that until the fucking cows come home. But that's not a Yankee move. It's not. It, it, it's not. It doesn't feel like it. But my whole because my whole what thing that is does put your best team on the field. What that does, though, and we all know this, this, this shouldn't play into it, but it does. That attacks Brian Cashman's ego. Correct. He has to admit that he fucking failed at something. Yep. And you and look, there's other trades that the Yankees made. We'll get into them, obviously. But let's revisit the big trade from the offseason. You could say that this trade was worth it to get rid of Gary Sanchez, and you are no longer correct in saying that. No way. Okay. Yeah. I I'm agree, sorry. I agree. Gary that, that, Sanchez, that trade is a D. It's Gary Sanchez D. had to go. I'm not sitting here. Oh, Christian's going to take up. No, I'm Gary Sanchez had to fucking go. Okay. He had to go. It was, yeah. just, it was time. Okay. But the trade is no longer. You can't say what the trade was worth to get rid of. No, because Josh Donaldson is fucking washed up. If he would have, that, that was a suspect. We, I stayed up with you. I was getting ready to go to bed. You, you texted us in the group that the trade went down and I stayed up bullshitting with you guys for an hour over it. And I, all I kept saying is this, this was fucking stupid. Yeah. You, we you all got did. no money. You got no money. You got no money. You gave fucking 38 years. How old he is? 38 year old Josh Donaldson. You took $50 million of his contract. And he looks it. And he Which, looks it. <laughs> he looks like an athlete if, on his last leg. If he was a 240 hitter and he's got like 15 to 20 home runs right now and he drove in maybe 60 runs. It's okay. Different. Yep. It's different. Fine. Yep. The guy looks fucking washed up, finished. He, when we did our, when we did our report cards uh, t- two weeks ago, whenever it was, the only reason why Josh Donaldson didn't get an F is because he's actually been really good at third base. He's very he's one of the best defensive third basemen, even by all the little you know analytical numbers across the board this year. 
if even if he if he wasn't as good as he was, he's a complete fucking failure. No question. Complete failure. No question. And the reason why IKF is a fucking I don't think I gave him an F. He might be a C minus or a D somewhere in there. Actually, I have the paper right here. I think I what gave we... I think I gave IKF a a C or a C or a, I don't think I gave him a D plus. I might have, but I think I gave him a C. Chris was a lot higher on Donaldson than I was. He gave him a C. I gave him a D. But uh, for IKF, Chris gave him a D plus. I gave him a D. It's for I, defense, I I right? Mean, I mean, defense. That that's I mean, it's quite that, simple. That grade is heavily weighted based on his defense. Yep. Yep. But you sold you said you sold us on this guy being a fucking su- a superstar defensively. Correct. That's right. And and the, you know he makes one flashy play and Michael K ejaculates in the fucking booth. <laughs> right. You know it's like that. Like I understand why you're doing that because you're company boy and you have to and you got to make it seem like IKF is his wizard over there. But he's been fucking terrible. I look. I'll be the first to honest for being completely honest with you. When he played in Texas, I didn't fucking pay attention to Isaiah Kyle. No, nobody did. Who gave a shit about him? He comes over here. He fucking that fucking arm motion when he fucking throws the ball. No wonder it's not a secret why he can't fucking reach first base. Why he throws the ball fucking terribly all the time. Look at his motion. Yeah, complete sidearm garbage. But but it's shit. It's absolute shit. Nothing. And the crazy thing about IKF is. You really got to wait until the play's over to hold your breath. Some guy's like, all right, he'll make the throw. I care if you got to worry if he catches the ball and makes the throw. I mean, you're, you're terrified. And I keep saying it, man. I'm not comfortable with dude in, dude in the infield when it comes to the postseason. I'm worried about him making a big play and it's going to hurt him. I, I must have tweeted it half a dozen times in the last, in I, last I mean, I, month. I, I say it myself. I'm cost, like, he's he going to cost them a, them a yeah, game yeah. In, in October. It's the same thing I say about Gary. I was like, it's just not worth it, guys. It's not worth it if he's that bad defensively. It's uh, he's not worth too it. He, He's a 270 hitter. Well, great. He he, he is a fucking I mean, come on. Look, look. You can be a punch and Judy hitter all, until you you can be that guy. 270, no pop whatsoever. Use your speed when you get on the bases. But if you are brought here to play stellar defense, that is what you need to do. You can you could be worse than fucking Joey Gallo at the plate. Right. Strike out every time you come up. If you are if you, I'm being sold that you're here to play defense. They play defense. Yeah. And here's the thing, too, about IKF. The, you know when the nerds want to make the comparisons of why Joey Gallo's so good? This is when you can actually make that comparison. Because, for an example, let's say Oswald Peraza gets called up. Oswald Peraza only tops out at 240. He doesn't hit any better than 240. That's all he is. I will put money on it right now. He's 10 times more productive than IKF is hitting 271. 10 times more productive because one, he has, he's faster. He's a way better defender. That's known. I mean, unless Baseball America is the biggest full of shit thing in the world, he's known as the best defensive <sighs> player the Yankees have in the minor leagues, not just infielder. He hits for power. He's going to hit you more doubles. He's going to hit the ball further. He's going to hit fly balls every now and then the drive runs in. He's going to do all that. So that's when that. That's when you can make an argument using analytics in the sense of saying, well, his OPS is going to be well over 100 points higher. He's going to be a 750 guy, easy. 770, 780. He's going to be able to do that. Maybe even 800, considering how hot he's been. And there's going to be an adjustment period. But look, you're not losing much when you lose a singles hitter. And it doesn't mean you got to completely get rid of IKF. You can still play him. Peraza also got 26 stolen bags. I mean, very, very fast. And uh, we got a super chat, too, here from Marcel. 
says, do you think either Herman or Schmidt can duplicate or surpass Montgomery's performances? Uh, basically what he's saying is pitch deeper in the games and more consistently and not nibbling too much. I, I want to see what Schmidt can do. I think Schmidt could do it. I, I think Schmidt is one of the... He's always been touted as the top Yankee pitching prospect, so let's let's see him do his thing. Not only is Domingo Herman Look, there, there's few things that, that get me upset in terms of what guys do off the field. Yeah. Like, you'd be a womanizer, you can be a drug addict, you can be a lot of different things, and people are like, you're back. I don't fuck, but when you hit a woman, especially when you fucking hit her in front of people, so what do you do when you're not in front of other people, right? right? right, right I have right, no right. fucking tolerance for that, yeah. right? Yeah. So not only, I don't want him on the team just because, because of that. Like, I just, I don't want to have to root for a guy like that. But, you know, he's on the Yankees. Obviously, I'm not going to root for him to give up a fucking grand slam every time he's out there because I, I, I do want to see the team win. But I don't want I don't want to be put in a position like that where I got to root for this fucking scumbag, and that's another reason why I, people are like, "Well, Chapman's Chapman's hot again." No, I don't want him on the fucking team either because he chokes he chokes women and then fucking shoots a gun in his garage. Why do you want a fucking maniac like that on your team? Right. And I know not everybody needs to be a fucking angel and go and go to church every Sunday and you know help old ladies across the street, but don't do that shit. Right? Yeah, that that's taking it to another level. That's taking it to another level when you do shit like that. But but not only top of that, the performance bad, sucks too. I mean, a that's bad another thing person. too. Person, he's not a he's he's a. Is, I don't even know if pedestrian is a good is is a is a word for him. He's below being at an average major league starter. Nah, he's a jerk opinion. off. He's a jerk off. I mean, that's like Sonny from the Bronx Tale. He's a jerk off kid. But then my friends. He's a jerk off. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. Guy's a jerk off. That but you look somewhere. like honestly, you look like it's it's one of the it's one of the, the things about being a sports fan that you 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 don't like is that you look past some of these of things course. when the guy when they're helping your team win. Right. But he's he's not good. Like he's he's not good. Like he comes That's the out- main thing for me. He's not good. I mean, he's not good. He, he isn't. I mean, he's just truly. I mean, it really is. He's not fucking good. The guy sucks. He doesn't help us win. On top of being a scumbag, he's not good. So, and I'm not saying that. Oh, well, if he was good, do you give it up? Well, the Yankees made a decision. That's not me to make that decision. The Yankees made it. At least made that decision. You, the Yankees made that decision that they're like wife beater, controllable starting pitcher. Right. Ah, wife beater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll go with control. We like that. That's 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 better. That's all right. So I mean, no, nah, but but at the end of the day, I mean, th- this guy, no way in the hell, no way in hell should he be a starter, and that's my concern is that he'll continue to get the ball. Clark Smith will stay in AAA, and that's my worry with this team is that you can still improve. And I talked about this all day today. They can still very much make the team better, even with the deadline being over. Get the right guys up and go for the damn thing. Put your best team on the field. It is that simple and run with it and see what you do. But I got concerns that they do that. So I guess we're going to we're going to find out. I mean, I tweeted this earlier. It's they they've been in a rut for about 5 weeks now, 5 6 weeks whatever it's been that they've been a 500 team and that that and that's what that start has afforded them that they haven't suffered because of it. But they even with these additions, they're still you still see them slogging around the last couple yeah. of days, and uh, you know a lot. Yeah, agree. Yeah, sure, a lot of that has to do with the starting pitching, but there just feels like there's something around this team that needs an energy, an, a fucking energy boost, right? And it's yeah. simple. 
You call up Peraza. Yep. He's your everyday shortstop. IKF is now your bench utility guy. And bye bye Marlon Gonzalez. What the? When's the last time anybody's even seen fucking Marlon Gonzalez? And, and, and exactly, and that's my point. And, and people think it just means that um, all you just hate out. You want IKF gone? No, it's not. Look, IKF is very valuable to the Yankees as a bench guy. He can play everywhere, so he helps. And remember, he won a Gold Glove at third base, not at shortstop. Right. He could play and second. I, he could play third. He could play short. He could catch if if you really needed him to. He can do all that stuff. So that's still value. He could spot and it gives the Yankees a little bit of versatility exactly. late in the game if they want to start Josh Donaldson, or, or they want to, or even if they want to, you know, put Glaber in there but replace Glaber for defense. DJ sl- slides exactly. over to second. Yep. IKF can play third. You can use them. You can use his speed off the bench late in a game. You know, you pinch. You know, I don't think they, they probably won't carry uh, Lo Castro in the postseason. You can use IKF in that role, correct? You know, to to correct. be a pinch runner. I'm not saying there's no value in having him here, but he's not for him to be the starting shortstop on a team that is trying to that is telling you they're trying to win the World Series. Yeah. He should he shouldn't be he shouldn't and, be and that. That's guy. a great point. That's a great point right there. We're being told that hey, we're a World Series team, and that's fine. Look, the first half of the season, you played better than everybody. Now you're facing adversity, and I think what it is is you got to make adjustments as an organization. And we all knew, look, Brian Cashman came out and said during the offseason, look, Oswald Peraza could start at the major leagues right now. Defensively, I know that. Most scouts and anybody you talk to that sees the guy daily will tell you he'll hit at the major league level. That's not a problem. So my thing is, if we really believe with these guys and they want us to understand that we're going to go forward. We believe in Volpe. We believe in Peraza. We believe in these guys. We want to move forward with them. Then move forward with them. Peraza doesn't need more time at AAA. He needs to start seeing... He needs He needs his adjustment of 250 at-bats at the Major League level. That's usually when you get a read for these guys. Fuck. Poor, uh, poor Floriel in five years only got 40 at-bats at the Major League level. Let me ask so you it's this not question. like the Yankees do it. But do it with this guy. You believe in him. Let me ask you this question, right? <clears throat> they're off tomorrow. They're he in, then be they up co- in St. Louis. They go to St. Louis, right? Let's say the Yankees call him up. He meets them in St. Louis. They say, "Okay, you're the everyday shortstop. You get you get three weeks. We'll reevaluate." He completely falls on his fucking face in those three weeks, right? How much worse are the Yankees as a team because they tried that experiment? Not, not at all. Not at all. And, and you're not. A, that's that's no. That's my point, point exactly. What are you losing by trying this? You're not. And and that's the Yank. Look. The Yankees got to run the ship. They, they, look, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am. A lot of the way the Yankees' philosophy has been over the years, I know where they're going. They're going more towards what the Dodgers are doing, and I understand that, and it makes sense. But the fucking Dodgers use their prospects. Either they're traded or they call them up and they're playing them. The Yankees got to do a better job of utilizing what they do with who. It's a damn shame that Estevan Floriel has either not been traded or at this fucking point, let the guy just go. I mean, Andujar, begging for a trade the Yankees keep. You can't convince me that somebody didn't want this guy. That's another story, but call these guys up. If you believe in your prospects and you want to use your organization to say either we'll deal these guys for a top talent if they're available. We know we can sign anybody we need to. But another thing is, too, Aaron Judge is going to have to be re-signed. Whatever happens there, we'll find out. But you know that you're going to be adding money to the book soon, even though a lot falls off. 
it makes so much sense that you can call up young guys like Peraza. You can call up guys like Volpe and go, we're controlling these guys for six years. That's that's our infield right there. That could be the middle of the infield or the left side of the infield for 10, 15 years. What do we know? Worst case scenario, could be it for six. That's smart. That's what you should be doing. That's what they need to do. So I agree with their philosophy in a sense. But use these guys. IKF is not your future. Was IKF ever meant to be the future? No. So guess what? He did a decent job. Let him be what he is to the Yankees, a utility guy. Simple. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I never, that trade is good. I'm, that it's a horrible gonna, trade. It's a terrible it's gonna, trade. It's going to haunt me as a Yankee fan for forever. It's a terrible and it's not trade. Even, and I wasn't even the biggest Giro Shella fan to begin with. Me either. Okay? Me either. I was, <laughs> saying, just, <laughs> I was saying, you could deal Giro. You could get a better third baseman. I wanted Matt Chapman over him. I was like, get Matt Chapman. And Matt Chapman's having a, a, a very good season. So, I mean, there was many ways you could have went. But the Yankees decided to go a route where, uh, to this day, I don't understand it. I still don't understand what the reasoning was behind it. Somebody said it's because they had to get rid of Sanchez. Guys, come on. It, they didn't take $25 million to get rid of Sanchez. I don't believe that. One they bit. did it. to. I, part of me thinks they did He they did it to get Isaiah Kiner for Arthur. Probably more of that because they really like this guy, but he's fine and people, as a bench role. And then people want to throw roses at Brian Cashman's feet for like he nah, got, come on, he no. got, he got Trevino, Trevino. He got look, he gets no credit. He gets zero credit for trading for Jose Trevino because he fucking got a catcher in that deal that we don't even know if this fucking guy's on the planet anymore. Right. He'd be out there with fucking George Jetson, who's seen <laughs> Ben fucking Warfare. Right, right. He doesn't get credit for Jose Trevino and him being an all-star player. Yep. That was an emergency thing because the guy, he, our catching tandem this year was supposed to be Higgy and Warfed. Yeah, that's the way it was supposed for, to be. That's right. They traded for this guy. The guy can't even fucking be. We don't know where he is. Yep. He's yeah, like Cashman like traded for injured guys. Fuck, he, he's like fucking, a, he's, he's like Bigfoot. He's a fucking myth. <laughs> Who's seen him? <laughs> Who's seen Ben Warfed? Nobody can find him. Nobody knows where the hell he is, but. We keep hearing about him, so we'll see what the hell happens. We'll see what so happens. While I was talking about one Ben, let's talk about another Ben here. Andrew Benintendi was the first move yep. that the Yankees made. Uh, they traded uh, three lower level. They were all pitchers, right, I believe? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think 19-21, and then another guy was un- was unranked in their system. Yep. Uh, and yeah. I was on vacation when this news broke. It was after one of the Met losses. Uh, and, and I – when I was reading it on Twitter, I was actually on the boardwalk when this happened and I fucking pumped my fist and this guy wearing a judge jersey was like, they won? I was like, what the fuck do you mean they won? Like, the game's been over for an hour, you idiot. Like, But I was like, no, we got fucking Andrew Benintendi. And he's like, he sucks. I was like, I was like, I don't even want to talk to you. I'm like, you're obviously a moron. So then this other guy comes up to me. He goes, we got Benintendi. I go, yeah, for what? I go, I don't know, three minor league pitchers. It's like, that's too much. I go too much not oh, to have to fucking God. watch Joey Gallo play anymore. That's the problem. That, see, see what you just said right there. That that's the issue with with fans nowadays and prospects is like they're not you fucking know, helping you, know who you bro. Beckway Come is? on, you know who the fuck Beckway is? Like, shut the fuck up. Dude. Yeah, it was Beckway, uh, Sycamore, and Champlain who was yeah, those the, were the, guys. The, the three guys they moved. 
Yankees recently drafted Beckway, and his name always stuck in my mind because I always yeah, thought that was a pretty cool name for a well, baseball player. I know people were very high in Sycamore, so he he was he was the actual you know big guy that uh, Beckway had has good stuff too. But overall, it's nowhere near anything like an overpay. I mean, or, or they gave up too much. It, it made all the sense in the world to make that trade. Look, Andrew Benintendi has not played well for the most part since he's been here. Uh, and so then yesterday, you know, naturally Yankee fans have just got to be fucking assholes and be like, oh, he sucks. He's not better than Gallo. And then, you know, I got into it with Max Goodman today on Twitter because I felt yeah. like he was gaslighting the fan base. Like he's posting Joey Gallo's first eight games with the Yankees versus uh, Andrew Benintendi's first eight games with the Yankees. Like you, there's ways you could say Andrew Benintendi has struggled since he came here without evoking Joey Gallo's name. You're saying that because you want people to el- – you're trying to elicit a certain reaction out of people by saying that. Yeah. You know you know, saying Joey Gallo's name is just going to piss people off, and then you're comparing his performance to Andrew Benintendi's. You want people to say negative shit about Andrew Benintendi. Yep. And he basically fucking admitted that to me without saying without saying a word. He admitted it to me. So yeah. I know that's what he was fucking gunning for, okay? Yeah, and ben, and look, Ben Attendee, obviously, I mean, guys, come on. We're really judging the guy in about, what, 20 at-bats, 21 at-bats. That changes after a series. I mean, he has a decent series. He gets six hits in a series, and, and he's hitting 240, 250 with the Yanks, and an on-base percentage probably closer to 360, 370. As bad as he's been, he got a 320 on-base percentage because he's walked seven times. So I'm not sitting here, you know, saying... Oh, and Andrew Benatendi's been great. He's been this, he's been that. It's too early. I mean, you, you got to give the guy a little bit of time here. You can't be... And this... Eat, uh, Joey Gallo got 140 games, 150 games, whatever the hell it and, was. And to me, this Benatendi move is not for the next six weeks. This is for October. Correct. Benatendi's a fucking gutsy... He's a grinding... He's a grinder. He's a guy that would have fit in perfectly on that dynasty team where he wasn't a flashy superstar. He grinded out at bats. He played good defense. You knew he was just, you knew that he was going to maybe not always come through, but you knew that you were going to get a professional at bat out of him. He wasn't going to make a boneheaded mistake out there in, in the field or on the base pads. You know, that's the type of guy you need in your lineup. But again, here's what pisses me off about the Yankees. He's not being utilized properly. There in we go. Fucking lineup. I, I was just going to get there. That's correct. That that like, is right. That's he right. went yeah he went one for ten in the Kansas City series, but he had six walks in four fucking games. Yep. And the Yankees' big idea was to put him in front of Aaron Hicks. I I don't understand. I don't understand where the Yankees that, are going with that. I, I really don't. And I know. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain it easily. It's it's again it's analytics getting in the way of a normal baseball lineup. That's exactly what it is. Is that well you analytics tells you. Your best hitter should bat second because he gets the most at-bats. Look, a one-two punch of DJ and Benatendi should be the only option that the Yankees have. And Benatendi's going to be much better with Judge protecting him than it will be with Aaron fucking Hicks protecting him. Let's be real now. Benatendi is so much more useful batting second to the Yankees, the better fifth or sixth because... Didn't, didn't he have Salvador Perez batting behind him in, yes, fucking, yes. in Kansas City? Yes. Who I think if we if we recall a few days ago, the guy's a fucking beast. Yeah, Sal Perez, when he's healthy, he, he's and he had an injured year all season, but you can see his power has never gone away. Well, I mean, he's the first guy to hit the home run off of fucking Clay Holmes this year. Yeah, and I mean, no, the guy, the guy's an animal. Um, guy's, I mean, look, a, look, a, look at his numbers fucking, last year. I mean... He's a phenomenal ball player, but that's where a guy like Benny is useful. And we also see what Benny also does. He's stealing bases. 
He stole a second base today for the Yanks. I mean, he's a guy that, like, exactly what you said, and, and somebody, Caputo just mentioned it. It, it. That one-two punch reminds me awfully lot about Jeter and Damon. That's what it should be. Oh nine. 9 Those two let games off, and you could sit back and go, well, the Yankees are typically going to score in the first, probably. They got a good shot. To me... Aaron Judge has 90-something RBIs batting second. Now, you're going to put a guy on there... You're going to put a guy in between him and LeMayu that gets on base at a 380 clip or whatever it is. That, that That's an on-base machine. Like You're just increasing your opportunities well, to fucking score runs. Well, you know what it also takes away? It also takes away the fans, like our argument of, well, the bottom five through nine looks terrible. All that does is extend everybody down. So you can sit there and go, DJ, Benny, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, bum 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 whoever you want after that. And it makes the lineup look so much better when Trevino's your number nine hitter, which he might hit 15-plus homers this year. It looks really damn good. And Benny adds another guy that just puts the ball in play. I mean, he's a baseball player. He's a ball player. That's what this team needs. But him batting fifth or sixth to me is useless. It's absolutely useless. I couldn't agree more. I think it's I think it's the height of stupidity just to bat him lower than second in this lineup. If you want to fuck around and lead him off, I I, I would be okay with that too. He needs to be in the one of the first two slots in the, in the lineup. And the, any combination you want to split it, if you want to go righty lefty righty, that's fine. I don't care. You go Lemayu, uh, Benintendi, Judge, and then if you want, you know, you're then you're putting yourself in a position where you have to have the hard decision whether you know you want to stay in the bat. Fourth or fifth, and in this right. lineup, I don't, I really don't want to go Judge Stan back to back. So think about how much more fucking deadly this lineup is. You got John Carl Stan bat fifth in the fucking postseason, no, because you probably you, you probably go Rizzo to keep it righty lefty righty. You go Rizzo clean up Stanton. So now you're you're one through five, and then now you're looking at guys like Glaber Torres and Josh Donaldson. You're are you six seven? And there's a fucking it's a lot better lineup. Well, the thing is, the thing is also the five the five and six spot. You still want it to be guys that could drive somebody in. That's not Ben Attendee's job. No. Ben Attendee's job is to get on base and be driven in. So they, they are once again just doing everything they can to get in their own way because of analytics. And this is the problem with the Yankees. Analytics is fine. But you can't make it make every decision, especially when it's common fucking sense. Four, three, four, five, six. You want those guys to be what they are. Middle of the order bats who drive runs in. One and two, all they need to worry about, get on base for the big boys. It's that simple. Get on base for the big boys. And that'll get it done. They're not doing it. <clears throat> They're not doing it. So <laughs> that, that's, that's the issue right there. That's the issue overall. Yeah, and then when Ben Attendee comes over, they're resting guys. Like, can I see the fucking A lineup one time just exactly. so I know what, what it is? They haven't right. done it. Yep. And we got a super chat from Mr. Santiago. He says, uh, lineup could should be Benny, DJ, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Carpenter. And then he adds Flo in there, uh, Trevino and Peraza if he got called up. I mean, even if you take Flo out and you add Bader, who it could uh, would likely will potentially be, uh, that's fine. I mean, the the Yankees also with a guy like Bader, you got to remember. When people look at Bader's numbers, they they probably don't think he's that good of a hitter. He's getting better year after year, and he's hitting for more power now too. One of the best defensive outfielders in baseball. I, I, I heard don't think anybody. He's a. He might be the best center fielder in all of baseball. 
speed. He has all of that. Now, you're kind of concerned the guy has plantar fasciitis. That could be a little concerning. But, you know, overall as a player, he's going to be ready for the postseason more than likely. I mean, I I know Brian Cashman trades for guys, but he can't be that stupid to look at medicals and go, this guy has no shot of playing this year. I mean, he can't be that dumb. Uh, you would really hope not. That's not a move they make knowing that he can't play at all this year. But think about what that does to the bottom of the lineup also. You got more speed out there now too. So he's a guy to bat lower because he could pop 20 homers in a season. I think he hit 16 last year. So and he already got, I think I think he had 13 this year being injured. So he you could see the production for him. He, he's turning into the player he's going to be. But for the bottom of the order, he makes sense because he can still drive runs in. I don't want Ben Attendee being the guy to come up needing a big hit because they got a driver running. I want Ben Attendee being a guy that is bothering the fuck out of a pitcher. And then Aaron Judge is sitting there saying, I'm seeing everything this relief pitcher got because Benny's putting an eight-pitch at bat up. All right, good, I'm ready to go. Benny draws a walk, and then Judge knows what he's facing. That's common sense fucking baseball. The Yankees, for some reason, refuse to do the common sense move, and it makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, uh, so I know, I know a lot of Yankee fans, or at least the ones on social media, were starting to turn on Ben Attendee. You, you got to give it more than a week. You, you just yeah, have to. Of course, of course. And who's he here to replace? He's here to replace Joey Gallo. Uh, mer- it, it, it's like a mercy kill. The Yankees trading him is what it is. It's like you know, it's like it's like when a, a horse breaks his leg and he can't race no more and. They just got to go put him behind the fucking barn. You know, that's what that's yeah. basically what they did with Joey Gallo. And if you want to extol the virtues of Brian Cashman, this is where this is the trade that you do it in because everybody and their fucking mother knew Joey Gallo was getting traded. Yep. The Yankees would have been in a position where they had to DFA him at 601 if they couldn't swing a fucking deal for him. Yeah. Everybody knew that. Yep. So he. He somehow flipped him for a top fifteen prospect. That's where you give Brian Cashman some credit. No, I, I, yeah, no doubt that was a very good deal. Um, Beater, Beater is a guy who, worst case scenario, you know what? The funny thing about Beater is he's actually, in many senses, very similar to Luis Medina, who the Yankees dealt in. They almost got a Medina back in a sense. Uh, command has always been an issue. Command's an issue for Beater. Command's an issue for Medina. Medina. I think is a better overall pitching prospect, but they're not far off. They're both in double A and projection wise, if control doesn't fully come around, they're probably late inning guys that could just blow people away. And he's already number 10 in our system. So you got, you got that for Joey frigging Gallo. That's not bad. That's a good deal for the Yankees. No, because I mean, they're, if you would have told me that they they that whoever they traded to him scraped some gum off under the fucking seats and, and mailed it <laughs> right. in an envelope to right. the Yankees, I would I would have been like that's probably a fair trade, <laughs> right? And to put a bow on Joey Gallo's time here, look, I there there was an art you know, and and the people at New Jersey Advanced Media, I think that's the Bergen Record, uh, yeah, yeah, that they that they did that interview with Joey Gallo, you know what? That's you know, I don't want to come off as like oh, being some like fucking soft guy or whatever, but you're picking the fucking bones of a carcass with that interview, right? Like that was yeah, un- that was really unnecessary to do and to put Joey Gallo in that position. 
like we all we all see the guy like if you especially if you're around the team like you you could kind of figure this shit out it didn't need to be put it put out in the press like that mm. you know i feel bad for the guy on this fucking on on this on this level is that it didn't work here i think we all wanted it to work here you know people were like oh yankee fans are assholes for booing i don't think the yankee i, I think from, based on what i saw at least and from the couple of games I've been to this year, I think people were actually still even rooting for Joey Gallo. Well, he's a, like, he's he a likable guy. He's not an asshole. You like, know what I mean? He, he doesn't he doesn't have that asshole persona. Like he doesn't give a fuck. Joey Gallo played. He he tried. I mean, like, you could see he, that with him. Yeah, he'd strike out with two runners on to end an inning when the Yankees are down by a run and the the place would fucking boo the shit out. But I think they were almost booing the result more than they were booing Joey Gallo because. It's not like they hated him because yeah. the, the, he was getting he was getting cheered. They were rooting him on though, throughout the entire at bat. Right, right. You know, yeah. and, well, that's like I'm saying before. I mean, you know, he could. You Joey Gallo was relatable. One, you know, one being in New York, being an Italian guy coming over there, him and Rizzo together. That was an a, a automatic. We want to see this guy do good. I mean, you had Italian flags all over the place. There was T-shirts made left and right. Yankee fans were hype about that. Um, and there's never been anything Joey Gallo did to be like as a play as a person. Nah, he's a scumbag. Fuck him. Get him off the team. The worst thing Gallo might have done coming here was taking A Rod's number. That that <laughs> literally might have been the dumbest thing he did overall. I was being like, I just want to keep my number thirteen because you know what that did? That just set like a stupid expectation in a lot of people's mind. Like, well, he's taking A Rod's number. Nah, fuck this guy. That could be the worst thing you could make an argument that Gallo might have done. But other than that, I think the Yankee the Yankees did that to fucking tweak A Rod though. Bro, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know if you as a, he's not this, a bad guy at all. When there was rumors that the Yankees were after Gallo, the Yankees were on Sunday Night Baseball and A Rod was on there, and so that would be a, basically said the Yankees would be fucking morons for trading yes, for this I guy. Yes, I remember that. I remember and that. And then, yes. and I think. The, the Yankees turned around and gave his number out to him to say, to, to say, go fuck yourself, go fuck Alex. yourself. Yeah, you don't make decisions here. What are you talking about? But another thing too that that why again, if you're in this, if you're in this right now, uh, watching us live, I mean, we have we've we've had over over 200 just about the whole time here. But if you are new and you're not sub, this is why you should subscribe. We did an interview. Um, I, I did an interview with Kevin Kernan, who was with the New York Post for ages and years and years and years, knows the Yankees extremely well. Kevin Kernan, at the time of getting Joey Gallo, and Joey Gallo had the bad, you know, first first round with the Yankees, and he said flat out, he said, Pete, look, this was a pure analytic move, and this is actually just came out here recently. I heard this this morning. Yeah, actually. it just came out exactly. this morning recently where there was loads of people in the Yankees organization that knew about Gallo and even the Rangers. And they would have said, there is no way you put this guy in New York City just off having the tics, which is a form of Tourette syndrome, knowing how he is as a person, uh, with wanting to be around a lot of guys, be around the media. It's not his thing. So the Yankees automatically set a guy up for failure. He had no say in where he went to. Texas just wanted prospects. It's a part of baseball. But the Yankees should not have made that move. And Kevin Kernan said it months ago that this was a pure analytic move that is biting the Yankees on the ass because they said the hell with advanced scouting. We're not going to listen to him. And he was 100% correct. And I'm happy that came out now because more credibility here. Come, keep coming to NYY News TV. Well, that's what, they, that's what I heard on a report this morning is that... Um, fuck, I just completely lost my train of thought now. 
I knew what I was going to say. It just happens to me at least once a show. <laughs> you're, you're becoming like Joe Biden slowly. Slowly but surely, oh, oh boy. Um, but no, you were talking about uh, the whole analytic thing and, and how it was an analytic move and the people in the organization were actually... Yeah, that's what they were saying, that there was people in the organization against it, but they also, the people that were for it, they were for it because there's no analytic for a guy's mental health right? or, or, or a guy's personality. Like, there's no analytic for that. That's why they completely ignored what yep. they were being told. Yep, that's right. That's right. So he, he shouldn't have been the guy that came here. And look, I was rooting for him. As you guys know, I mean, when the trade happened, I was for it. I said, good, you know. You, the, the worst case scenario is, again, he'll hit 200, he'll get on base at a good clip and pop homers. He did none of that. No. He did none of that as a Yankee. Argue, I think, matter of fact, somebody put it out. Only He's the worst hitter in Yankee history in a certain amount of at-bats. There's never been a worse hitter than him. I heard this stat. There Two are, pitchers. There no, We're below three, him. There, there's two guys that are below him, and one is a pitcher. And one is a pitcher. Okay. One is so a pitcher. Yeah, he, I heard that. To be, to be fair, then <laughs> he's one of the worst of all time. At, the Yankees have been around game. since 1903, and he's the second worst hitter to ever step in. Tells you all you need to know about his form. tenure. There's nothing else you could say about his tenure besides everybody probably dropped the ball on it, and Joey Gallo just wasn't the guy that should have been here. No, and this is the last thing I'll say on Joey Gallo. I don't give a fuck how much money he makes. You know, I saw a lot of people making that point yesterday. They're like, oh, who cares? He's a millionaire. What What does money have to do with how how this guy, you know, it's like, I get it. Yeah, he's got, I don't have $10 million. He has $10 million. Right. But, what, but when you are that fucked up in the brain, as he obviously is, just reading what he said, you can tell how fucked up this guy yeah. is. You think he goes home and fucking white and like, you know, like Scrooge McDuck and fucking takes a bath in his $10 million? The guy said he wouldn't even want to fuck. He doesn't leave his apartment. He doesn't want to show his fucking face outside. Yeah, that, I don't that's care tough, how much, guys. When, I mean, yeah. When that's, you're that's that, tough. When your mental health is that bad, bro, I don't care if you had fucking a billion dollars. What the yeah. fuck does that matter? No, I agree. I agree 100% with that. It's 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 definitely tough. And and you got to remember, too, to be to be put in that to be put in that uh, position he did when he says I wanted to do good here. He wanted to do good here. He didn't want to fucking shit the bed. It's a bad situation. I hope he. You know, the guy li- he goes he somewhere else. Said, and he does well. He literally said, "Like I have to live with this for the rest of my life." Like, yeah, he's gonna be known like, as what? one of the worst. He'll be known forever. More than that's the crazy thing. More than whatever Joey Gallo ever does, he's gonna be known for his Yankee tenure. That's what he's gonna be known for. Doesn't matter what else he does, he will be known unless he hits some. Game seven walk-off home run of the World Series. Joey Gallo is going to be known as his horrible tenure for the New York Yankees. That's what he'd be known for. So it was, I mean, and people are like, well, the Yankees, the Yankees traded him to L.A. It, yeah, L.A. is a market, a big market. It's not New York, It's dude. not New it's, York, it, and it's, it's not New York, York. media-wise, and, and that's one of the biggest issues. And fan-wise, look at Yankee Stadium compared to uh, the Dodger Stadium. I mean, these fan, the fans of Yankee Stadium are right on you. He heard it every single day. He heard it every single day. I mean, I know, again, that's no excuse for him. It just was not the good situation. I think, it, yeah. I think it's really that simple. No, and that's why, you know, you know a guy like Zach Greinke, he could, he could not work in New York. Yep. Like, he, like we just saw him pitch the other day, you know. Thankfully, he, thankfully for him, he had, you know, he had no trade clause because he was like, yeah, I'm not pitching any place like that. I can't do it. You know, so he stepped. I mean, he's got such bad anxiety and mental health issues that he stepped away from the game for a couple of years. Correct. That's right. 
That's and, right. You know, and I think when he went to Houston, everybody was flipping out like, "Oh, Houston got him. We could eat. no." This would he could never pitch in yep. fucking New York. I said the same and, thing. There's no way. And you know, and you know, and that's the same thing with Joey Gallo, man. Like it's just it's just one of these guys. And like, yeah, they're superstar athletes. They make millions of dollars, but there's there's still something inside of them that fucking makes them tick or doesn't tick in a certain way. And no amount of money or no fucking amount of talent that they might have changes that. So you know, New York is not for everybody. We've seen it now, time and time again. And you know what? I like you said Joey Gallo's not a bad guy. I, I you know I wish him I wish him well in, in his uh, in his future endeavors well, and as a major league baseball player. Christian, look look at this. Um, this just happened. Uh, the Padres are up five nothing in their their, <laughs> their new three hitters. Soto walked, Bell walked, Brandon Drury hit a grand slam all in the first at bat. So those guys are San Diego's hype right now. Yeah. So, so the other guy we'll talk about this briefly. Uh, Yankees picked up Scott F. Ross to help out in the, his name's Scott, right? Yeah, that's right. Right uh, to help out in the bullpen. And again, like I'll be honest, we didn't know a lot about him coming into uh, coming into the trade. I think he pitched against the Yankees when they were when they were here a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, sinker slider guy, numbers are good. You know, they have he's going to be under control for four or five years. You know, he's a, I think he's classified as a rookie this year. It was a good move. Um, they needed bullpen help, but the uh, it was with Wesneski went in in that deal, and that was a little surprising to me because yeah. I thought he he was a guy that was kind of close for them. Yeah, yeah. Wesneski is um, power arm righty. Got to start, but a lot of people also I know Eli also sees him uh, likely pitching out of the bullpen, a wipeout slider, uh, fastball slider guy. So could eventually become a bullpen guy. And I think that's how the Yankees saw it is that, you know, F Ross is a guy who's already doing it at this level and doing a good job. And the thing I like about it is he gives a different angle and a different look in their bullpen. He's not the same. And that's what I think a lot see. of people were, were, ha- were excited about that aspect of it is that the Yankees have a lot of power arms, power sinker yeah. guys. And he he is a sinker slider guy, but he doesn't have that ninety seven ninety nine sinker. Correct. It's more like a you it's know conventional conventionally you know back in the day a sinker guy was like ninety one ninety two, and that's yeah. kind of what he, where he is. So, I mean, I like the move. Uh, it, I like it. It. It, it. it does it does lengthen the bullpen, uh, especially now. Clay Holmes is kind of hit of a little bit of a rut here. Um, before we fit. Before we finish up on the other on the other trade here that they made, are you are you worried about Clay Holmes? Is this a blip or no? I, I think I think you would be um, completely overreacting if you're worried about Clay Holmes. I mean, you know, um, my my thing with Holmes is Holmes is one of those guys that is going to have to repeat his delivery if he's going to have command, and when he doesn't, he's in trouble. He's one of those guys that that can't be off mechanically at all because when he's on, he's dominating. When he's off. He's going to leave pitches out, and he throws so hard that if you leave a pitch up in the zone and the guy gets around on it, he's going to smack the ball. Or he's just going to walk. You can see when he has no control, he's throwing behind guys, uh, knocking them off the plate. There, There's a lot of trouble there when he's Well, he off, broke that kid's hand, right? He broke his hand, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Bobby Witt. Witt. Bobby Witt Jr. has been a top <clears> prospect <throat> in baseball for years. and So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, uh, Clay Holmes just I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'll make it quite simple. I'm, I, you got to ride with Clay Holmes. You can't be too concerned about him. You you can't worry about him. Now, look, yeah, there's a blip on the radar. You got a lot of time to play around with him. If he does this now for the next month and a half, seven weeks, whatever it is, then you got a problem. But I don't expect that to truly be the case for a guy like Clay Holmes. 
you know what makes me nervous about Clay Holmes right now is that this is coinciding with Rose Chapman pitching three or four scoreless innings in a row now. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, look, the Yankees and seem you, to make and, some dumb moves, so I wouldn't doubt a Rose Chapman starts pitching later in games as we go. And you and you know, you know the Yankees want to give the Rose Chapman more responsibility. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So. And I don't think I Rose Chapman can 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 look like the second coming of Mariano Rivera for now until October first. There's not a there's not a person alive that roots for this fucking team that trusts him to, in, in the ninth inning in, in the postseason game. Oh yeah, there's, there's no way in hell. No, so, I don't I don't trust him at all. I don't. He could be the most like you said, he could be the most dominating pitcher the rest of the way. I don't trust him in the postseason. Now before we get to the to the big move the Yankees made, Juan Soto did go to the San Diego Padres. I did. I don't know if it was you said it. I heard from somebody else that the Padres just weren't. Uh, the Nats were just not in love with Anthony Volpe. Yeah, John Heyman, I think, released that information that the Nationals uh, and Mike Rizzo and their town evaluators do not see Anthony Volpe as a superstar. They see him as an average major league ball player, and that's the reason the Yankees had no no chance to get Juan Soto, none whatsoever, because they they were gonna they were. And the reason they were worried about it because the Yankees would have offered him. The Yankees would have gave him up for him. But they they just sat back and go, look, our town eva- evaluators do not see him the same way as you guys do. So who's wrong? If you get a gun to your head, who's wrong? It's tough because... <laughs> no, well, well, no, it's, no it's, well. It's, it's tough because let me tell you why it's tough. What do we what do we expect him to be? The Yankees are making it sound like this guy got to be the next Derek Jeter. If he's not, it's a bust. No, he has to be. Well, exactly. Based on it. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I'm more along the lines of the Nationals in that front. Is that I think it's very hard to be that fucking good. It's more likely he's what the Nationals think that. And he here's is another than... thing. Yes, here's another thing about Anthony Volpe. Anthony Volpe strikes out a whole fucking lot. When it gets to the major leagues, that adjustment's gonna have to kick in. If Anthony Volpe hits 240 and hits 25 homers a year, that's we not. Might... That's not. Thank you. We might sit here and go, that's not bad. That's not enough for what we were promised. And I can't look back on that. I can't look back in the future and go, Anthony Volpe, year in and year out, is a good shortstop. Fuck that. We passed on everybody for this kid. He needs to be elite. Top three, top five in all of baseball. If he's not that, it's a fuck up on the Yankees. I'm I'm on record and I'll quadrupled down on it now as saying this if he's not at the very least a top 10 top 15 player in the entire sport the yankees completely fucked they they fucked everything up for him yeah i don't disagree with that at all and look he has all the tools he does he's a little smaller they say he's listed at 511 he's not 511 anthony volpe's 59 at best 59 at best so he's a stocky. fucking Italian from New Jersey, bro. He, yeah, you know, he's stocky. He, is, he got power. He got all that. He does. He, he's you a know, good he's... fielder. He got better. He worked on it. This guy, he. I'm sorry, but he needs to be. He needs to be elite. We passed up on too much. We moved on from too much. No, nah, it's like a couple All Star games. A guy that hits 270 with a little pop and he plays a good. No, that's that would. I'd be okay with that if you didn't punt on this fucking shortstop class for him and and I, refuse to and, and all these guys that we could you could have possibly traded for him that you didn't want to put him in a deal for yeah. like that's not good enough like he right. needs to be he needs to be top fifteen bro like and people think I'm nuts for saying that but look at you keep adding adding and adding to all the stuff the Yankees are not doing because of him that's what he needs to be yeah yeah so I mean at the at the end of the day. Uh... 
you don't want a shortstop who strikes out 160, 170 times a year, 150, 155, 160. You you don't necessarily want that. Um, Volpe does a lot of good things. He steals a lot of bases. He's he's fast. Um, <clears throat> he does a lot of that stuff. But you know, for the people in the comments sitting there saying 71 strikeouts and 394 plate appearance isn't a lot, he's in Double A. And I know he could still improve and still get better. But for a guy that is the elite prospect in the planet, you you still want to see better than that. And yeah, he's been tremendous. You don't want your you don't want your elite shortstop to strike out over 150 times a season at the major league level. 170, 180. You don't want that. You don't want anybody approaching 200. And you know there, there's a lot of doubts in what Volpe can do. There's a lot of people. Unless you're Aaron Judge and you're going to hit 50 home runs in a year, is he going to do that? No, and, and the thing, <laughs> and the thing <laughs> the, no, definitely not. And the thing with Anthony Volpe is, he's proved a lot of people wrong early on because there was a lot of people saying that he didn't have the arm to play shortstop. What did he do? He went to a center to work on arm velocity. He was pitching to work on getting better velocity on his arm, and he did that. So, I mean, there, there's, there's. Just a lot riding on who Anthony Volpe is going to be and what he's going to turn out to be because the Yankees, and David Cohn said it, and thank God for David Cohn because Michael Volpe, if you're watching, you got upset with me. That's Anthony's father. Got upset with me with saying that there's a lot of pressure the Yankees are pushing on him. And David Cohn flat out said, the worst thing the Yankees ever did was passing up on all of these guys and coming out and saying, we believe in Volpe and the other guys we have. That's a stupid thing to do. And the Yankees did it. So they put him in a predicament now that he has to be a, a top 15 player, at least top five shortstop in all of baseball. Well, a name that we did hear that he was he was possibly rumored to go for was Shohei Otani. I did, I did hear that. Yep. I know that would have been a very sexy splash. I would not have been in love with that, to be honest with you. I am really? not a big Shohei Otani guy. I'd have been uh, cartwheels, man. Uh, I understand that, and I would not be. Uh, I would. I would not uh, go at anybody that was excited for him to be here. Right. I just remember we sat here and we were interviewing somebody. His name was Chris Corelli. He was working for SNY at the mm-hmm. time. Um, now, great guy. Who helped us out tremendously in the beginning, and now I think he he left the business to um, pursue his dream to be like a fitness coach mm-hmm. and moved down to North Carolina. So. You know, but I always give him. He was one of the guys that helped us out a lot in the beginning. And we sat here and we we were interviewing him because the Yankees had just um, named Aaron Boone as the manager because this all happened like right around the same time. And we were discuss, also discussing Shohei Otani, and it was just like Otani had all these rules for where he was going to sign for. He didn't yeah, want to play that. on yeah. the East Coast, right? He didn't. He didn't want to. So really, the Yankees never had a shot based on two reasons. You know, he didn't want to come to the East Coast. He didn't want to come to a team that had a Japanese superstar. He didn't want to. He didn't want to be overshadowed by, uh, uh, by, by being on the same team as Masahiro Tanaka, or even going back. Like he had rules that he didn't want to play in Seattle because they had Ichiro. Like he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be the second Japanese superstar. Like he yeah. wouldn't want to. You know, and so that that type of shit always bothered me. You know, like. If you want to be the guy, you want to come over here and be Babe Ruth, what the fuck else are you going to do with the fucking Yankee Stadium? Being yeah, a fucking true. Yankee. That's true. That's true. And then on top of that, when he came over here, 
He was scheduled to pitch against Tanaka Friday night game. I think they were carrying the game on MLB Network, so it was it was broadcast nationally outside of outside of this market. Yeah, and then he had load management. Yeah, I'll give you fucking. Oh load yeah, management. That, that I didn't like. That was odd to me too, where he wouldn't pitch against the Yankees. That that was kind of odd. Not even that he wouldn't pitch against the Yankees. Pete, he didn't want to pitch against the Yankees because you got to go against fucking Tanaka. Right. That's why he didn't right. want to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, that, it's that all is, you. I mean, he's, the guy's an exceptional talent. I'm not stupid in telling you that. Oh, sure, the Tani sucked. But for for when you add in all those factors, to me, like I don't know how much that would really work here. You yeah. know, yeah. and they, you know, but I understand Brian Cat like that. You know, talking about Garrett Cole being his white whale is the guy that he fucking wanted. Yeah, he and wanted Otani. Get... They were they were very upset when he didn't want to play in New York. And then you know they didn't get Otani, and they turned around. And they went John Carl. They went out and they got John Carl Stan. That was like their 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 pivot move. So, yep. I mean, and then the Angels ended up trading him. So I mean, like that's a that's a good place for Shohei Otani. Just go be Shohei Otani where nobody gives a fuck. You know, yeah. like yeah, he true. didn't he didn't he didn't want those lights, bro. And like he might have shit the he might you know and he could have came here and shit the bed too. You know, he could have came here and shit the bed too. Who knows? Who that's knows if he's a guy who already knows? Like, I don't, don't want big markets and things like that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were excited, like you just said. You would have been doing cartwheels if he got here. But to me, I wouldn't. I would have had tempered expectations because of how he acted when he was yeah. when he was a free agent. You know, yeah. so <clears throat> well, the big move that the Yankees did pull off was they got Frankie Montas, and yep. again, credit to you because you also had fucking Trevino in the fucking deal. Yeah, you, know, you told us that was going to happen, so they did get Trevino, who is not p- having the greatest season ERA wise, but I love him, a lot man. of. A lot of people brought this up, and you know that. And if the Yankees are fucking smart, and we always say smarter Yankees, so who the fuck knows? Uh, if the Yankees are smart, they looked at this. Bregman and Altuve are like a combined two for twenty-four against this guy. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good things alike <clears throat> um, from uh, Lou Trevino when you really break down his numbers. Uh, he has he's a career high in strikeouts, right? I think he's striking about twelve per nine. Walk walk numbers haven't really changed. Just for some reason, he's given up way more hits, which you can say, in a sense, for a relief pitcher, it's probably probably a little bit of bad luck there. Probably a little bit of bad luck there in reality, not some Joey Gallo bad luck that you're well when he hits a ball, it's at somebody. It's a it's a probably where relief pitchers they can have two or three bad outings and the ERA is never the same. Yeah, because uh, so, when we were talking about that, I looked at his game logs. He has one game where he allowed five earned runs and another one where he allowed four. And for a relief like pitcher, that could really screw uh, his ERA everything. for the I mean, you take away nine nine earned runs, for an example, from what he's done. His ERA looks a lot better and the season looks better. But again, his FIP is around the same that it's been year after year after year. So I don't think he's really changed. I think you pair a guy up with him, like with Matt Blake, I think you got something. I think you got a guy in Trevino who I think is going to be a major late-inning guy for this team down the stretch. I'll put that on record right now. I said it all during game season. I think Lou Trevino is going to be really, really good for the Yankees. I think he's going to be terrific. Well, we know F. Boone has said it already. F. Ross is going right into high-leverage situations. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Trevino is... uh follows him because I mean if you look at that bullpen outside of Clay Holmes you do they are going to they are going to start trusting Chapman more and more and we all know that's going to happen but outside of that you know Ron Marinaccio is a guy that deserves a shot but he's not going to you know and so does Wandy but you're you're not going to pitch these guys every day Johnny Lowe thankfully is looking a little better you know he's another one but so you're going to need guys that are going to have to pitch get some big outs and and you might be in a situation in the postseason where you might tell Nestor 
give me 15 outs. Give me 12 yeah. outs. So where are the rest of the outs going to come from? You know? Yep. So, but Montas was the big pitching acquisition. I like it. I don't love it. Uh, mainly be, and I know a lot of people were like, oh, he, he's better than, Ca- I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see it. I mean, he's good. I, better he's than good, Castillo? Yeah. No, no, he's not. I mean, he's that's a lot of, Castillo. to me, that was a lot of, I've been using this term a lot lately. It's just my, my, my word of the week. Well, that's a lot of bootlicking right there to, to tell me that he's fucking better than Castillo because I don't, I don't think the stuff is as good. Well, it's because the Yankees he's got him. A, you know, I have fans. I don't so think same thing with IKF. Yeah, exactly. He's, you know, yeah, the Yankees it, got him exactly. and he's the greatest player in the world. But, but here's my problem right now. And it's not that the Yankees got Montas because I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be good for them. I do. Yeah, I think I he's so. going to be a good pitcher for them. I like that they got Trevino in the deal. They did give up a lot for him. I know they held on to Peraza, but they still paid a, a good price for him, right? Hell of a price. Yeah, definitely. My problem definitely. is, Pete, is that they didn't pay the fucking price that they needed to to get the fucking guy that they absolutely needed to get, and that was Luis Castillo. Would you have given up Volpe? Absolutely. I'm sorry to say. Uh, well, you, I, you know, with me? no, 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 not at all. I always ask that because, you know, there's there's a lot of people who are like, eh, and I'm actually, I'm actually, to be to be honest with you guys, I'm actually on the fence a little bit about is that the player you go move him for because Castillo. He is. I mean, he got all the stuff that you want to be a dominating guy. I just think there's potential of a larger deal down the line, and I didn't think you would have to give up an Anthony Volpe for a Luis Castillo. But anybody who says they would have, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, no way. I'm not going to say that at all. I don't think that would have been a horrible move because but the idea honestly, is to win now. And my, to me, Castillo's a win-now guy. I'm selling my soul. Honestly, I'm selling my soul to win the World Series this year. I'm, I, I mean, think I'm, the Yankees. I don't. I don't know to. if the Yankees are going to be in this, this position again next season. I don't know if they're going to be in this position two years from now, three years from now. I'm selling my soul to win the World Series this year, right now, right? And and not only do you have Luis Castillo for a postseason run this year, you have him for a postseason run next year. Right. So if the Yankees do do what they need to do, you have a a legit one-two punch where you we were just talking about this earlier, where Garrett Cole doesn't feel the need that he has to be fucking Batman all the time where he has another Batman with them, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that, and, that, and that's why I was just so excited about where we were actually going on this thing. When I heard, I was told about the whole Monty stuff and I'm like, shit, we're going to get fucking Rodon. Like you're going to have Cole Montas Rodon. I said, it. I told, I think I told you guys in the chat. I said, guys, I'll be honest. I'll go on fucking record. I said, the Yankees are winning the world series. If they do that, I would be a, I would have been more confident than I have ever been in my life as the Yankees winning a World Series again finally. Because you, there's not many teams that is matching that at all. But Montas alone, I love the deal. Here's a little concern I have with Frankie Montas. His splits do concern me. And I, I I'm guys, I have never been a guy who looks at splits from players like from Colorado, for an example, LeMayu, oh, he doesn't hit on the road, blah, blah, blah. The reason the splits concern me with a pitcher in Oakland. Because it's a fucking, it's a cavernous ballpark. Yes. It's like playing at fucking, uh, in a national park. Correct. <laughs> and you get a lot of pop out. Routine foul balls become outs in Oakland. So there is a little play there. I mean, his ERA is almost three runs different at home and on the road. Again, 
Not saying at all because not saying that he's bad, that that it, that he's going to be bad here. I don't believe that. I think Frankie Montas was, was a <coughs> must get, and the Yankees got him, especially if they didn't give up all these other guys. No, but, after they didn't get Castillo, they could not have walked away from this trade deadline without getting Montas. Yeah, and uh, somebody just said in the chat, does he give up home runs? Not really. He's not He's not some guy who just, uh, you know, rears back and gives up tons of runs. It's not what he does. So season numbers, 318 ERA, 19 games started, 104 innings, about a strikeout per nine. Uh, not a big uh, walk guy either. And he's overpowering. I mean, he, he throws in the mid-90s. The home and away stuff does concern me a little bit, but nothing that will make me get away from the deal. I still would have done it. I still would have done the deal. Um, but I, I really, man, I, I was so pumped up about what this rotation was going to become. And the fact now that I got to have it damper on me again and go, shit, they didn't get that other fucking guy. And you look at it now and you're just like, it's better. Don't get me wrong. The Yankees improved. Even getting rid of Montgomery, they've improved their team. But, holy shit, could they have really gotten so much better. And it does put a damper on it now because I'm like, the one-two punch is cute. But I'm still concerned about Cole. I still have my red flags. But if they got two guys, I could sit back and go, well, if, if he's not the guy... We still got these two other horses right behind him, and two and 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 a guy like Rodon to me who just doesn't give a fuck. You saw that one game he threw the shutout on the road, and he turns around to the fans and is just like, "Let's go, come on!" Yeah, I saw. That. Like he does. This guy is a fucking nut job. We need that. I'll be honest with you. If the Yankees trade deadline broke exactly the same exact way, the Monty shit everything, but they got Castillo over Montas. I feel so much better I would too. about this I'd be team. More, I'd be more confident, definitely. I agree. I like Castillo way more than Montas. I, I, I've always I've said that the whole deadline, that he would have been my guy. But Chris and I sat here and we spoke about it, that the Yankees, to to eliminate the questions that they needed to eliminate to, to be in the best position to win the World Series this year, would have to feel pain in some of these trades. And you could, and look, I agree with you. I think the Yankees gave up a lot for Montas, but I don't think they felt pain in doing it. I really don't yeah. think they felt the pain they needed to feel. And they, and they did, they would have, they would have fucking had to feel it to, to wrestle away Castillo, especially based off of what Seattle gave up. And Cashman looked at that and said, no. And that's my problem with Brian Cashman. He still refuses to go above and beyond. To get the guy, Luis Castillo is the fucking guy, guys. Yeah, he like, is. I, th- that's just my opinion. No, I, I'm, and, I'm right there with you. Castillo was the was the get. And, and and look, I put out an angry tweet after after Castillo got traded, and I said I can't wait to see what fucking second class bum Cashman trades for uh, because he doesn't want to pay the freight for for Castillo. Yeah, I thought Quintana you got, or Blackburn and, was going to be the get. And, to be and honest. you got that 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 idiot virgin that runs that bad Yankee takes account retweeting that from me. And he's like, update. No, first of all, you <laughs> fucking, you fucking idiot. Why don't you go? Why don't you go meet a woman? Okay. And then stop having the fucking time to go through fucking people's tweets and retweeting <laughs> right. shit. Okay. Right. Because people that get laid or are focused on getting <laughs> laid. Don't have fucking time to go through people's fucking Twitter accounts. Okay. Facts. This jerk off is fucking retweeting shit from five <laughs> years ago. You're doing Twitter searches going back five fucking years. Why don't you go find, I will, how much does a fucking hooker cost these days? I will fucking <laughs> Venmo this guy the amount of money to get a fucking hooker because that's what this guy needs. Right. Absolutely ridiculous. 
You know, and then that, and then you know, I'm not even I'm not even mad so much about that he did that because whatever. It's in, it's it's kind of in fun, whatever. But then you get these fucking morons that are in my mentions. Update, update. They they tweet clown emojis at me. Like, go fuck yourself. I don't, you know, I just started fucking muting people. Like, I don't need to fucking put that's, up with that's that shit. That's what I do. Just mute them. Just I fucking get mute into, them. I didn't get into it with anybody, but like, it's just, it's just stupid. Like, these, these like, anybody that tries to cancel, like, not, I, I know no one was trying to cancel me. So when you're trying to cancel somebody over something they said 10 years ago, why don't you fucking go fucking go outside and take a walk? Go meet a woman. Go to a fucking Starbucks and go strike up a conversation with a real person. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's some, some of the same, you know, bullshit that you always see, but. I mean, you know, I, I see some people in here saying that did Volpe really hold the Castillo deal? And 100% he did. No doubt about it. The Yankees weren't going to go there. And I think if they did, they have him. Because uh, I, 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 the understanding is that the Yankees wouldn't give up Volpe for Castillo. And the first team that said, hey, take our number one guy, they'll do it. Seattle did it. Seattle said, hey, we'll give you our number one guy, no problem. And but Cincinnati's I don't, right. They, they went with I don't, I Look, I, I think that Volpe, part of me doesn't want to – like. I'm very conflicted on trading Volpe, right? Because I want, after everything the Yankees have done, I want to see, I want to see this kid in, in a Yankee uniform. I do. I want to see it. I want, I want them to prove me, prove themselves right about this kid. But at the same time, it's like he's he's still he's still never even seen a pitch at AAA. Why are we no, keeping? I'm, I'm why are we keeping? Him, why are we keeping him from allowing us to win a World Series this year? Yep. And, and that, that and that is the thing that I talk about when I say. They're trying to be like the Dodgers, but they don't want to fully commit to being like the Dodgers. Because <clears throat> for, for what the, the Dodgers traded a top fifteen guy it, for well, fucking Joey Gallo. You think they exactly. fucking give a shit? Well, that's my thing. And then look, you could even you could sit there and go, Well, the Padres haven't won anything, and that's fair. But what what are the the Padres are telling their fan base guys, we're always gonna do whatever the fuck it takes. Can you look, even question that? You I think can't. Crazy Joe uh asked us in the group chat if AJ Pro is the best GM in baseball, and I countered said, "I don't know if he's the best. He's got the biggest fucking balls, though." Oh, there's no doubt about it. And the Ke- Kevin Kernan goes back to that too, and he goes, you know, uh, talking about AJ Preller, that um, at the end of the day, you know, what he does is his minor league system is used as the go get guys, and he wants the best players up at the major league level, and you know that that is usually the way to go about it. But the Yankees got the best of both worlds. They got the money, and they got the prospects. They have that. I- you got to choose they, they, what's more important. The Yankees but they seemingly choosing. don't want to spend either, though. That's, well, my, that's, that's my big problem that's with That's my issue with their philosophy, is either you go full-fledged into the philosophy, which means you spend money, you deal prospects, you get the best players when you need to. You can also develop them and call them up. And, and, but, but the Yankees don't call up, they don't want to spend, and they don't want to trade. So they're blocking themselves from being the best. Because look... I remember sitting there the whole time arguing with people. Oh, Pete, there's no way they could get they could get Soto and Castillo. And I'm sitting there going, "Are you guys batshit crazy?" Come to find out, they probably couldn't get Soto because not they wouldn't get rid of Volpe. But they could have got Castillo and Montas. Look at the deals. They could have got both of them. If the Yankees really wanted, then go fuck. You know what? And we could also trade Glaber. We could get the two best pitchers available and more. We could still go get Bader. We could still go get these other things we want to do. But they stop themselves from doing what their philosophy that they're trying to build. It's like they're stopping themselves from being themselves is the problem. And that's the issue that I have with the Yankees. 
the way I look at it is like this, right? I'm hungry, right? And I'm in the mood for a fucking steak. And a steak is going to cost me $20. But at the same time, like, I drive past a, a burger joint. And I'm like, this burger is going to fill me up. It's still going to be pretty good. And I don't have to spend $10 on this hamburger. So I stopped and get the hamburger, which was good. But it's not what I really wanted. And that's the same way that the Yankees are right now with the with Montas versus Castillo. They chose, they chose a guy based on the price tag and not what they really needed. And that's that, what bothers that's, that's a great point. That's and that's point. what bothers me about the, the Montas deal. He wasn't the Yankees' top target. He was the cheaper, he was a cheaper player in terms yeah. of prospect price. And you wanted to, and look, you want to say Anthony Volpe is my one untouchable. Pick one guy. Tell me he's your untouchable. Anthony Volpe is the guy. That's fine. I can live with that based on what I just told you. That I need. I I almost need to see this guy play for the Yankees now and and be proven right or wrong one way or another with him in a Yankee uniform. What you just said, everybody in this chat, how long I've been saying that every during both of the deadline videos I made, uh, the five-hour things, I said exactly that what, what Christian just said. If the Yankees want to come out and go, you know what? Volpe's our guy. Cool. I don't have an issue with them doing that. But I better fucking see this kid soon. You should have Peraza up and let this kid start getting his feet wet in AAA and getting him prepared for the show. Not that Anthony Volpe is spending a whole year in AAA next year. Then we'll see him in 2024. No. I'm sorry. You need to start fucking moving with these guys and letting us see who they are. Peraza, he's done in AAA. He doesn't need more AAA. He doesn't need it no more. Start putting these guys up here. I'm cool with Pete you keeping prospects. They got a whole fucking lineup of guys that don't need AAA anymore. You know they're going to fucking rot there till they're that's, brown that's, like an old and, banana. And that's my fucking concern. That's my concern. And the Bulls on this team for doing a lot of what they're doing to these guys. Let make Miguel and I release the guy at least. Let somebody pick him up. What are you doing with Miguel and at this point is borderline criminal. Let the well, fuck play it. baseball. I, I said it to in our group chat. I'll say it here. Brian Cashman's being a selfish prick in the he sense is. that he he's not gonna he's not gonna do the right thing by those players and Florial and Andujar. What he's gonna do is hold on to them because he can, and just in case of emergency, break glass and leave him down in AAA. And if he needs him, he needs him. And then when December rolls around and he's got to make a move because he needs some fucking forty man spots, then he'll just fucking let them go. Yeah, it's it, it's it's literally, and I I I never talk like that. Like, oh well, I'm complaining about a prospect. At this point, for a guy like Miguel Anhor, what else do you guys want the guy to do to give him a fucking chance to play? In, it's his career. Let the dude play at the major league level somewhere. You're not doing nothing with him. It's obvious. Florio's having the final, finally having a breakout year. The Yankees never played him when Joey Gallo was hitting 120, 130. They said that Florio's hitting three-something, 14-plus home runs, running like crazy, great fielding. Let the guy go. Get get a get a low A arm for him at least, anything. Let him go. I mean, it's at this point, it really is fucked up. Oh, I don't know how else to see it. They'll designate him for assignment in December because they need their roster spot for for when they got to protect guys on the 40. It's, it's, and that's it's another just, reason why I got pissed when people were talking about, oh, what is Miguel in? Who does he think he is asking for a trade? Okay, hold on. His career is to play Major League Baseball. He has to eventually do it at the Major League level. You don't want the guy to be mad when he's walking out that clubhouse and Joey Gallo's playing over him and Aaron Hicks is playing over him. The guy has every fucking right to be pissed. It's his career. Have you ever been to fucking Scranton? Who the fuck wants to live there either, <laughs> you know? For real, I mean, come on. 
Jeez, let the guy get a damn chance, man. I know the office made it seem fucking glamorous, but I've been to fucking Scranton. There ain't nothing to do around there, bro. <laughs> the entertainment ends at 9.30 when IHOP closes. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, come on, man. I mean, but just to wrap up the montage, uh, to, to, to wrap up the stuff on Castillo. Okay, you tell me Volpe is untouchable, right? Okay. <clears throat> Dominguez, Peraza, Pereira, Wald, go down the fucking line. You mean to tell me you couldn't go down the line and give them a deal that they wanted to? No, you would have had to pay through the fucking nose and you you didn't want to do it. Yeah, they could have went, went more with quantity, I believe, and, and pulled off a deal. I still believe that. You can't convince me otherwise. They they could have went with additional prospects and not give up the top guy and still got him. I don't think they wanted to do that. No, because it would have required Peraz and Dominguez and then and probably uh, Waldachuk and Pereira. Those are your four four out of your top ten. They didn't want to do it. He walked away from it because of that. Yeah, that's right. That's we right. all know that, and that's my problem with Brian Cashman. He still is just even in a year where you put Luis Castillo on this team, you have a one-two punch that probably and, and even as down as we have been on Garrett Cole this whole time, you're still putting Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo as your one-two punch heading into fucking October. Nobody, nobody's gonna unless you're facing the Mets. Who's matching that? Yeah, and as Yo Elvis just says in here, the Dodgers called their top five prospect today. That's what the Dodgers do. The Dodgers always feel the best team on the field. Look. You can look at the Yankees at any point this year and go, you know what? They're they're still not playing their best team. You can make the argument all year and last year. We all said it. We're all here doing it. You can't sit there and convince me to go Gallo and, and Hicks should have been playing over Miguel Andohar, Estevan Florio all season. No way. No way. You mean to tell me the rest of this season, Peraza should still be in AAA and not at this level? Clark Schmidt should be in AAA and not starting? Come on. They're not playing their best team. And I can't sit there and go, you know what? This team really wants to win. Because to me, that's fucking dumb. That's dumb. You're not putting your best team on the field. It's that simple. So we'll wrap up the show here. I ran a poll uh, yesterday. We said grade the Yankees trade deadline uh, give, or give Brian Cashman a grade for his trade deadline. Uh, 4% people gave D slash F. 14% of people gave a C. Uh, 26% gave it an A. And then the overwhelming favor was 56% gave it a B. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'd give it a, uh, I'd give it a, a solid B. I, mean, I know. If, if they got that other starting pitcher, it's an A. It's an no, a they got me. the other starting pitcher. It's an A. If they don't yeah. trade Monty, it might have even been been an A. Yeah, because I, can, I, think, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that too. Even doing everything they did, but getting Castillo instead of Montas, it might have been an A. You know, and and people might, and I, I probably should have brought this up a little bit earlier, but I'll be honest with you guys, and I and I know there's going to be people here that's like, Pete, come on, man. I don't really give a poot about giving up Monty. To be quite honest. And I know everybody says replace him. I think Clark Smith could replace him. I like I don't dislike Jordan Montgomery. I don't. But I feel like personally, if the Yankees were entering the season, season making this move, I'd be like, ah. If the Yankees were four games up in the division, I might be like, ah, I don't know. With the lead the Yankees have... I'm not overly upset that they didn't replace somebody else because I think Clark Schmidt can do that if they give him the fucking shot. So I'm not too, too upset. It does take my grade to an A to a B, though, as you guys know, because I gave them an A early. 
And I said, if they get this thing that I that I was told and they pull it off, it's an A+. But I did drop it to a B for that reason. But I'm not too, too overly upset to give up Monty. That's why I said I want to give it a week. Because Clark Smith <sighs> needs to be up. Clark Smith needs to be up taking that ball every, every five days. I think a lot of what... Uh, be- I think also a lot of the Monty feeling is that it's the last thing that they did. If this had happened in the middle of all the fucking frenzy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think people, and I think also people were waiting for something else to happen and it oh, just no did, and, it, and, it, and it didn't happen. No and it's not, and if you were telling me Clark Schmidt was getting the job right away, it might have changed the opinion of it, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He's got to be built up to, to give you four or five innings. And right now, people just don't want to see fucking Domingo Herman take the ball every fifth day, and, and he's going to have to. And now. that's the thing that pisses me off about Brian Cashman. I mean, it, it would it would be much easier if you have that press conference and you go, "You guys know, um, you know, we, we've we've put a lot on uh, getting Clark Smith healthy all these years, and 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 he's finally doing it this year. We really want to give him a shot. We want to give him a shot, and we want him to play baseball. But I'll make this prediction right now, and I might be wrong." I think people are going to be very excited for Harrison Bader when he's actually playing day, every day. And if, if he's, he's healthy, healthy, if he's healthy, he's a starting center fielder yeah. in the postseason. I, I, I mean, think, I, think I can't. People, I don't want to see fucking Aaron Hicks. No, no, he has to be. And I, and I think people are going to really be surprised that you're going to like this guy the way he plays baseball. He's from New York too. I know it doesn't necessarily mean shit based on production, but um, I, I've actually seen a lot of Harrison Bader, and I, I think he's much better than what people think. Most people probably said, "Hey, he got a fourth outfielder." Nah. He's not that guy, guys. Trust me. I think he's going to be um, much better than people think. And I think maybe, you know, there might have been a little bit there with Monty that maybe he was a little overvalued, to be honest. Right, I Monty read was a... just a little bit overvalued. I want to read a couple of comments and then we'll wrap up the show. But before I do that, I want to ask you, I want to pick your brain on this, right? Do you think the Yankees soured on him a little bit with his attitude, so. the, last, with his attitude I, the last couple of times? I don't know that... if it was. I tell you who soured on him. I fucking did. Calling his games was a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, the guy takes all day, all fucking day. I, I kept saying to Matt, I can't wait the next year until he got the pitch clock because I think he's gonna be better. But I'll say this about Monty, and I always said this, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, gonna bounce off this. Jordan Montgomery is a guy that if you watched him every day, but you didn't know his stats when you said if somebody came to you, go, what is his numbers this year? You'd say, what is he like a four fifteen guy, four twenty ERA, and you know, he's, he's what, decent back-end guy. And then somebody goes, ah, his ERA is 320. That'd be no fucking way. There's no fucking way his ERA is 320. There's no way. He's just one of those crafty pitchers. But I don't feel like the Yankees are really losing much getting rid of Monty. Would I want the starter? Yes. Will I be upset if they keep going Herman, Herman, Herman? Hell Yes. But if Clark Smith gets that ball and he's the guy getting it every five days and we see what he is for next year, I'm more than okay with that deal. No, I don't think it, I don't think losing Jordan Montgomery should make you feel more negative towards their chances. I mean, the way, the, the, way Yan- the way Yankee fans are reacted, I remember, I remember seeing there was people crying about it. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, Jameson Tyone was fucking crying about it. He was crying. It. I was going to his wedding. I mean, I can't believe it. I was it. at his like, wedding. Shut the we, fuck up. We make coffee together. Garrett Cole says, well, re- you know, He's a he's just an unbelievable talent. I'm gonna really miss him. <laughs> is that the reason why you suck? Fucking. That, he should have said that. He should have said, "Well, you know, we got rid of Monty, and it fucked it up for me." All right, so we'll just read three three comments real quick. Uh, we'll start with uh, at time is Vilmatic. He says, 
with the return teams were getting for decent starting pitching, I'm not sure the Yankees ended up with a guy who's been battling foot issues all year. Not saying Bader is a bad pickup. I just think St. Louis paid, should have paid more for Montgomery. Yeah, we don't know what the player to be named later is, too. I know it's not going to be anything too sexy, but it, it could be um, It could be a better... Uh, uh, they got two guys back from and money, I believe. So, now nah, we got to see who Bader is. We, we got to see Bader daily. I think he's the starting center fielder next year also, by the way. Well, you know, I, if I don't have to watch fucking uh, Aaron, Aaron Hicks be a starting player for this team anymore, it's worth it. Now, if Bader <laughs> comes here and he's riding the bench, then you're going to have a real fucking problem with this Well, team. smarter Yankees, Pete. We always say that, right? I mean, yeah, so we'll see. <clears throat> Joey Kobani says, Benny, Montas, Efros, Trevino, all great moves. Really baffled by the Monty move. Yeah. Fine with him moving, fine with moving him, but not – oh, he, he uh, typed the wrong word. Fine with moving him, but not for the return we got. Keeping IKF and Donaldson in place with the Monty trade makes it a B for me. But see that, and, and again, that's my thing is that <clears throat> the Yankees have guys in the minor league system where you don't got to keep IKF and Donaldson in place. But will they make that move? I don't think so. Unfortunately, I don't think they will. And that that's the problem with this team. And last one here from Josh Egan. He says he undid his his success because he didn't improve the starting pitching the way he should have. He acquired a two and traded it a three. It went from an A to a C. I think you're over overrating Monty just a little bit there. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, and Yankee fans overrate players all the time. Monty's good. Don't get me wrong, but again, trust me, I'd be the number. If if I really felt Monty was going to make a huge difference in the right, remainder of the season, I'd be bitching and moaning. Trust me, I, I don't think he does. No, because I said this, and I I believe it to be true. I think this is a move for October in the sense that the Yankees didn't have plans for Montgomery to take the ball in October, and he's not the kind of guy that's going to come out of the bullpen, so he probably wasn't going to be on any roster unless it was an an injury. And, you know, if Bader's healthy, Bader is going to – he should play over Aaron Hicks. He should be a starting center fielder in the postseason. And the Yankees are never going to re-sign Jordan Montgomery. Let's be honest. That was not something, I think, in the plans. <clears throat> so, all right. So uh, this was a very long show, well over two hours now. I want to thank everybody that's been in the chat and everybody that's going to listen on uh, Apple, uh, you know, podcasts in the coming days when uh, Chris gets home. This will be this will be posted. So uh, we want to thank everybody. We want to thank Pete for sitting in, so you didn't have to just listen to me ramble on for for an hour or so, whatever. It no, this was been. fun, man. I'm shocked. We went two hours. It didn't feel like it. Yeah, no, it flew did. by, wow. man. I just looked at the the. The uh, my phone is after ten thirty already. Awesome so, viewership yeah. today, guys. Too. I mean, we've had well over two hundred almost the whole time in here. So almost one hundred and fifty likes on the on the live. So appreciate it. So I want to thank everybody for your continued support of the NYYST podcast and NYY News TV as a whole. Man, we're 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 rapidly approaching that ten k uh, subscriber uh, plateau that we were that we were looking at. Uh, I mean, you, you you're getting to the type of analysis, but not only analysis, but news that you're not getting anywhere else, man. Like this is not me just hyping up my, my show and our channel. It's, it's, it's where it's at right now. Like, you know, you can go and, you know, and listen to, you know, corporate Disney world, or you can get, you know, what real fans are saying and what real fans are fucking thinking. And on top of that, I have a guy here in Pete that, you know, he's got his ear to the the fucking ground and he knows what's happening behind the scenes. So, I mean, you know, you can make the decisions for yourself. And I think honestly, you know, if I was, if I was a fan looking for a podcast to listen to, you know, or, or, or a station or a network that's in tune with the Yankees and what fans really want to hear, 
It's NYY News TV. So, yeah, you know, continue. We, we, we appreciate your continued support. Follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. Chris will be back from vacation. So Chris and I will be back together next week. Uh, we'll tweet out the exact time and everything. We have to work all that out, but we'll be back. And uh, thanks for Pete for sitting in. So um, again, thank you very much for listening and watching episode 292 of the NYYST podcast. Pete, thank you. No problem, man. And we'll see you next time. I'll say it for him. Peace.